Child, don't father me. Come on! You already have your fox, your clown, and your hag. I'm a moot point. You're just gonna walk away! This is your world to look after, not mine. I don't intend to hinder your cause, but I'm not going to help it either. Coward! Real men help when they're needed! Save that idealism for your fairy tales. What's going on, everybody? It's uh, another episode of Flip the Script, uh, straight out of Florida, Central Florida. Um, it's a special episode uh, this time, this week. Um, some of our regular members have decided to fly the coop for the weekend. Um, you know, they are down in South Florida, you know, so they think they're better than us because, Ooh. yeah, so Ooh. <laughs> just because they, because they got their goddamn Art Deco hotel. But uh, <laughs> but uh, we have some guests here, um, and uh, we're just gonna go around the room and uh, and, and just introduce everybody. Uh, this is the boy Wonder, and we'll go around. My my little brother is here, and his name is, <laughs> or as they would say, the Juice Man, aka Sweet Willie Black Shoes, aka <laughs> the Juicy Gigolo, aka Playboy Juice, aka Juice. I, j- <laughs> I just want to say oh, that I in no it. way coached him on that because if you've been Feral tuning bread. in, if you've been tuning in to the last few episodes, you know there's a running joke about my age. But, but anyway, <laughs> keep on going. Go ahead. My name is Woody, and uh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you gotta say. <laughs> all right. But well, that, that was my brother. His his Wody. Of course, this is Sobro Real, the, the the other regular that's actually here tonight. Um, I like to say, fuck Sasha, <laughs> fuck Miami, yes, sir. fuck Cup Slays, and I'm sure I'll hear about it afterwards when my other brother, um, Doctor Encyclopedia Bag. The heat Black. suck. The heat Woo! suck. Wow. Damn. That's right, Big Arrow. Startle you do too. Good night. But anyway, um, when the fellas get back, I'm sure we'll hear from hear from about it next week, and I'm sh- I'm sure it'll be exciting. But until then, f all that. The Passing it on suck too. We got a very we got two more special guests here on the show. Bam. Hi, this is Closer, closer, Debbie. Hi, this is Malvatov Cockteeth, and I don't know what to say. I'm just ranting. That's just fine. Moving right along, we're going to Nick the Stampede. The Street Fighter player of this group. So, Local if I talk about champion. That's right. You know, if I talk a lot of Street Fighter. You know, Oviedo champion. That's right. <laughs> you know, me and Sobro, 
were uh, Team Riverside from back in the day. Team Riverside. <laughs> Magnolia Boy. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's everybody for uh, for this week or this episode. Um, we're gonna go into the uh, we're gonna go into the subject here in just a moment. Um, it has been brought to my attention that I had come off a bit angry in some of the last few episodes because I had a lot of hate. You know, the whole the whole subject of uh, most of the people out there liking stuff that is garbage and stuff like that. But I do want to take the time to uh, to let everybody know about some of the things that I do like. I like teddy bears. I like. I like sun. I like sunsets. He likes gummy bears. Too. Long walks. Oh, G- long bears. walks on the beach are sour, outstanding. Sour, sour Patch Kids. Yes. Or uh, mm-hmm. um, Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. Ice cream. Ice cream is good too. Ice cream. Oh, they they like sardines. Mm-hmm. And so does about <laughs> nine million other people <laughs> in the state. <laughs> and uh, alone. And yeah. So anyway, it's <laughs> a little something about me. See, it's not all here. Um, and uh, moving into the subject, um, we'll keep the positive thing going. Um, I wanted to talk about um, video games that were might have been overlooked by a lot of people, but were really, really good games. And that could go for like cult hits, or just like games that you might have discovered by accident or something like that, that just ended up being really, really good games, but just didn't get as much attention as they should have. Um, like my example, of a uh, of, of one of my favorite games that like nobody really seems to know about is was uh, Zone of the Enders, the second runner, the second game, um, di- directed by the same guy that did the uh, Metal Gear Solid games. I thought it was an excellent game, but it's it's a it's a fairly hard game to find. But it's a really good, but nobody really says anything, and you know it's a Konami game, and most people just pay attention to the Metal yep. Gear stuff. The first one was kind of convoluted, but the mm-hmm. second one. Solid. It was no spot pun intended, on. but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but the second one was really good. I mean, it started off with, with you hit the ground running in that mm-hmm. one. I mean, you're in the middle of a crisis and you're already in the suit. Yeah. And um, I thought it was cool. I'm, I'm sad to say I never really got to play more than like the first two, three stages. Well, I'll let you borrow with that. Well, then that's awesome. <laughs> Is that the one that were the uh, the like mechs or whatever had like a penis or something? Yes, like they have big yep. penises. That's right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who that's the right. mech designer was I, on that. You know, show ah. show pointed that out to me. It's a little <laughs> on the homoerotic <laughs> side, but it's not so bad in the game. If you've ever seen the anime, it's uh, it's kind of disturbing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but that's that's my example to start. If you find that game, Zone of the End is the second runner. You know, uh, grab it, play it, love it. Um, but uh, any any other games any you guys can think of? Well, I've always been Shaquille O'Neal. Oh no! What do you guys think about Shaq Fu? I knew it. Wow! <laughs> Shaq Fu? Shaq Fu, my I friend. As a matter of fact, I was a big fan of Kazam as well. <laughs> oh, no. That's what do you not, think about that? That's not something you should want to share and in I public. Like, and I like skill. So what? <laughs> okay, you're fired. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> if you like blue chips, I understand, but the rest of them, Steel? damn. Are you <laughs> serious? <Sorry>. Okay. <laughs> but any yeah, anybody else? Horror flick. Yeah, um, <laughs> the the one game that's like the best game ever that I played played for the um Sega Saturn. Um, it was Dragon Force. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if many of you guys played that. 
Money, I know you played that. Nick Stampede. Dragon Force. You never played that game? Wow, dude. It was great. I think I've seen it before. I've never played it. It's the most strategical, like, legendary game <laughs> ever created for any <laughs> system. Like, you feel like you're doing big things when you're playing this game. I love that game. And nobody knew about it except for me and a handful of, like, you know, gamers. My brother brought that, that shit to me for back in the day. Right. It's like, didn't it, on, on, um... On on sat on weekends you'd get uh, on weekends you'd um you'd get uh Mountain Dew Mountain and what Dew. Uh, what else you get and some uh, Cheetos it was some a soft batch chips ahoy if we were going to <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the um, the El Fudge I think it was. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. that was those were outstanding yes that was back with my diet. <laughs> and I can maintain for a couple of days on straight sweets and <laughs> disgusting byproducts. While, while playing Dragon Force while the whole time? With Dragon Force the whole time. <laughs> right now, today, I couldn't stay up till 10.30 playing a video game. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm asleep. Molotov cocktails? Got anything? No, I'm sorry. Not a one? No, I can't. Oh. I'll go back to the Super Nintendo days. Do you guys remember Turtles in Time? Yes, I did. Yes. That game, I, I thought, was it. a very innovative Ninja Turtles game. And, <laughs> you know, I would pay good money just to play it. $5, $6, $10. Damn. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. But, I mean, the game was fun. Turtles in Time was pretty cool. I remember seeing it in the arcades at uh, Bush Gardens, where I used to live in Virginia. And I was like, man, I didn't realize I made a sequel to the, um, the, yeah. arcade, um, the arcade game. And, Damn, I didn't really get to play it until it came on the Super Nintendo, and I thought it was a lots of fun to play. Turtles Tournament Fighter, I think, was another one. Have it. You got it? Yeah, I got it on, on the, the Genesis. Super Nintendo, that game I got is sick. That game is hard as hell. It was the first fighting game I ever played with Super Meter. God. And I thought that was really cool. Um, and I, I, we used to rent it from Blockbuster all the time, and I just worked the hell out of that game. <laughs> yeah. And beating beating Corinne or Kyrie, I forget the name of the last boss. Mm, they game. were all hard. Yeah, she I was mean, uh, she was a terror. You fought her on top of a subway train. She yeah. was going really fast, and I, I thought that was like one of the neatest locales for for a final stage. And um, it was just an awesome game. I, I, I have to give it up to Konami. They really put together a solid fighter back then. But um, coming from a fighting game fanatic, I think that goes in my top ten. <laughs> Stampede. I got one that I've you know talked to a lot of people about. Oh, I know it's coming. It's a RPG by Atlas. Wait for it. Wait for it. It's called Thousand Arms. Oh. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. If you play it, I hope you like it. But it is an awesome RPG. What's that about? It's it's basically your average, you know, going through any other RPG, but they had like an occasional, you know, you can do a dating sim or whatever yeah, to like raise your stats. It was just something <laughs> side thing, you know, that you can do, but it, what was cool about the game was that it looked like a, like a comic book, yeah. uh, okay. almost when you're playing it, and it was just, you know, when they would go into cinema scenes, you know, they, it was an anime, so it was just, it was really cool. Man, so. that's good stuff. Molotov, you played that too, right? Damn, you just saw. <laughs> <laughs> you never played it at all. What about is it like any game you 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 played that no one else played that you actually enjoyed a lot of and you know. Every, every there you go. <laughs> Super Scope Six. Yeah, with battle with battle chase or something like that and um. Man, oh, when I was a kid, that was like the coolest thing ever. 
ridiculous. <laughs> it's cool. That thing was so big and clunky, though. How did you? How does a small person like you use it? <laughs> I don't know. You had to lug it over your shoulder, have a stand. What? <laughs> you know, rest it on the coffee table and just like sit by the coffee table. You're quite formidable. <laughs> your size. Um, one of the other games that, that I liked was um, Gunstar Heroes on the Genesis. That's like one of my favorite games ever, and they just came out with the with the sequel to it on the Game Boy Advance last year. Gunstar Superheroes. Proud owner. Yeah, myself included. Uh, I mean, pretty much anything made by Treasure. Um, most things made by Treasure, anyway. I'm, I I love those games. Um, Dynamite Heady. Gunstar Heroes, not that one McDonald's game. That game. No. Oh, Adventures in McDonald Land. A little bit out of my demographic, Holy but. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know they, you know the company that makes Ikaruga, and um, and like Silpede, they worked on that for the PS2. So, um, that was just, that was just really enjoyable, uh, enjoyable games. But um, anybody else? Any other games you guys can think of? Yo, there's a game. <laughs> There's a game on the Sega Genesis called Mutant League Football. That oh, game that right there. Game was that, yes, bad. yes. That is one of the games when you can doodle on the field. <laughs> yeah, the funk yes. knocks down the opponent, yeah. and you can kill. And you can kill the referee. You can. You can. Every play. What? You can what? What? <laughs> After the play's over, I turn around and just smack the referee yep. right there. You Why? can bribe. Yes. You can bribe the ref, and yes. if you bribe the ref, he'll like. He'll he'll put penalties on the other team for like guys smelling funny or looking stupid, and so you gotta kill the ref. Yep, yep, um, yep. I think the the really cool thing was um, I was playing one time I killed all the quarterbacks on the team, so the other team had to forfeit. <laughs> there were no <laughs> more. What? That's deep. That's deep. It was outstanding. All the players on the other team. All, all the quarterbacks. Oh, so there was nobody else wow. left to play quarterback. I didn't know you could do that. Game over. That's awesome. I was a fan of uh, Gungrave, actually. Yeah. Gungrave. Gungrave. Uh oh. Nice. I I played it. You know, I never heard too much about it in like the game magazines and on you know Mm -hmm. G4 channel and stuff. But I'm an owner of the first Gungrave, and that's a. I have the second one. That's a good pick. Say don't own the second one. (laughs) I have the second one. I played through like the first couple levels and haven't picked it up. I mean, I love the fact that I have it, but I haven't played it too much. Man. Well, man, Stampede. I mean, that's 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 um that's almost a cousin to your favorite um your favorite show, Trigun. Oh, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Music is amazing. I'm trying to figure out how you got the um where you got the name Stampede from. But it's like not. I'm not making that connection. <laughs> well, so, you know, back home, you know, there was this show. No one really heard about it until you know it came on Toonami. But it was a show called Trigun. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Adult Swim. That too. Same, <laughs> But you know, it's kind of you know a film about my life. What? <laughs> really? Came out of retirement. So know, uh, down. Stampede, where's the gun, man? Where's, where's the gun? Anyway, same thing with the suit. What, what's up Shades. with your forearm there? Got, got something going on there? <laughs> I traded in the, the gun for a mic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and, a, and a play, it's the only place that you control. We're good. It's real. <laughs> oh, red real. one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Molotov, any fighting games you enjoy? Oh, man. Are we going to step into that hole? Oh, might as well. We start talking about fighting games. It's a little early for that. <laughs> <laughs> I I was 
I like Clay Fighters. What? Man. I never liked that uh, game. 64, Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. I thought the Super Nintendo Clay Fighter was okay. I played it. Was it. Right. it was hard, though. I, I don't fully remember the characters fully, but... Uh, what was his name? The Snowman. I yeah, it was yeah. Mr. Frosty. I Mr. Frosty, like that. that man was the hardest person I've ever fought, besides Bison and Alpha 3. <sighs> now, oh, Bison Alpha 3 was a bastard. But yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well... She should let you play Gil on Street Fighter 3 and see how you feel about Bison after that. Right on. Just put the controller down. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> you said. Well, I, I never expected you to play Samurai Showdown, Molotov. Uh, what, what's, up, what's up with that? Oh, that's right. You got it on your own. Um, oh, I can't yeah, say for it. For the PlayStation. You got it for the PlayStation? Yeah. What did you also got it on your, 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 um... Your super modified, um, I can't, you know what, I don't want to get you um, arrested. So. Sex box. The sex the box. Sex box. Ooh, the sex That's box. a good name. There you go. <laughs> you got on there too, right? You played um, four and five and all of them, or, or you just stick with one? Stick with the number four. For the number PlayStation. Four? The best one. Don't play the new ones. Five is awesome. Without the blood? Oh, well, maybe not, no, but I mean, yeah, you can yeah. always, can't you turn it on? Is there a code? No. no? Okay, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. That's terrible. (laughs) Gotta have blood. What are we back in the Super Nintendo Mortal Kombat days? Gotta put in a blood code. What? Was it? You want to talk about it? Mortal Kombat was the shit. I never knew how to do any of the finishing moves, but I would play it and I'd watch my homeboys do the finishing moves. (laughs) They said finishing. All I did was an uppercut. Yes, that's right. When in doubt, when in doubt. Yes, most definitely, dude. It was great. That's 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 what makes me love video games now because a lot of the games I used to play when I was younger, you know, were like a lot more childish. Like now, when I play a video game, I want to kill something. <laughs> I want to kill something. Well, that's how the games are. There's not too many. Somebody. There's not too many games now where you you know people just get knocked out. Right, or uh, right, they turn right. into like a fluffy teddy bear well, or something. Uh, everything like that. on the everything on the GameCube is like what you just explained. Like, that's yeah. true. Game yeah, that's okay. Hurting for murder, so. <laughs> hurting so bad for murder. Ah, but they had Resident Evil Four. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I was a fan of uh, Soul Calibur solely because a while back when I was a youngin, I went on a seventeen round win streak on. Oh. I, I, uh, on me and Boy Lee Majors and Mr. And Lee, Lee Majors. Lee Majors. At the time, I was started getting personal. Well, don't <laughs> matter how old I was, but let's just say that adolescence. He was wise beyond his years. Very wise. And Damn. Uh, Who'd you I, use? Kill Maxi. Maxi. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm numb chucks. Man. <laughs> I was finally the one that brought the streak to the end, to the to an end. But man, I was. It was getting. Who'd you use? Talking. Uh, hell no. Probably Killik. Um, Killik, the, the one with the right. pole. Yeah. yeah, man. I don't know, but I, I was know. like, man, this one's for the Mario generation. The You're Mario, going down. I, I was slapping him around like Ike Turner. It was, Shut up. It was <laughs> yeah, beating us with the shoe and everything. Ooh, yeah, damn shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody remember a game for the Genesis called Soldiers of Fortune? I do. I do remember hearing about that. Very, I never played it though. Nice I thought it was a really cool game. You got to pick like two out of six mercenaries. And each mercenary had like a different, um, a different attribute or a strength. Like one might be quicker, or the or another one might be able to take damage easy, easier. But it was like an overhead 
kind of a 2D game and you would just go around killing stuff and just try and get through to the next level. Right. And I mean, I have the game now and I loved the game when I was like in middle school and going into high school and stuff, but like not too many people um, have heard of it and I thought the game was really, really good. Um, it's, I mean, I, I found it at one of these, one of these games or one of these places where it was like a used, you know, used video game place. But, um, yeah, uh, I I thought those were pretty good. I was I was a big Genesis fan, so I got a bunch of Genesis games that are super super hard to find. So like Earthworm Jim <sighs> and Dynamite Heading. I got it. Oh God, <laughs> I like Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim was great. That game was disgusting, but as a, <laughs> you know, to me that game it reminded me of the Ren and Stimpy show. And yeah, as a child I loved that show, so Earthworm Jim fit right into my. It was. Criteria. Hell, there was even a there was even a, a cool ass cartoon of Earthworm Jim that, that was on the Kids WB for like a year, Weren't and it was you inside of somebody's butt towards the end of the movie. I mean, the game or something. There was I think so. there was yeah. one level that was on the Genesis only because it was too gross for the Super Nintendo. When you were inside something, and like the enemies would spit bile at you and stuff, Ooh. and it was it was really gross, but it was great. <laughs> So they they cut that out, and um, there was something else that uh, something else that got cut out. From the screen, but the game was awesome. Now I gotta go find it. Man, you had it. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody remember anything from Nintendo uh, from like back in the day? Well, Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah, that's oh. again everybody. Everybody should know about that. This, like that, I think that's the best Nintendo game ever made. Or what was that other game? Uh, Which one? Um, the, where you're in the dream, the bad dream, the little boy. You mean little Nemo, Nemo, the dream master? Yeah. Uh, Have yeah, it. That, that <laughs> game, I like that game too. Outstanding. Capcom. Shameless Capcom plug. Shameless. SNK. Oh. Hey, I got love for Nintendo SNK too. Um. Final Fantasy 3, hands down the best video game ever created oh, of man. all time. Best storyline, best role-playing game. It was an experience, like greatest experience of my childhood. My <laughs> life. I loved it. Man, I, yeah, I, I remember watching you go through that, and um, you got um, you got Shadow killed, left him behind. They found out you couldn't resurrect him, so you had to go back and start the whole game over again. <laughs> And I was like, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> and, and you did. Nobody gets left behind. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, I had to do it, man. I did that by choice. Uh, you know, the world exploded. My team was separated. Then I read the Nintendo Power, and I'm like, ew. <laughs> if you wait 45 seconds before you jump off the fucking... <laughs> it's okay. After you, after you jump off the, uh, the island onto the ship... We're uh, in the know, explicit section. You could save Shadow. And I'm like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> nah, hey, I'm going to restart. Deep, <laughs> because the game was so good, I was like, you know what? I, I, I just don't mind experiencing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to do it again. It, it needs to happen. And to this day, I've played that game maybe a thousand times. I shit you not. From front to back. Like, I know everything about that game. I love it. You guys remember um, Guardian Legend? On the Nintendo, I, I do. The guy with the uh, he had a, he had the sword and didn't it get bigger. 
No, Gar- you, you're thinking sword. a demon sword. demon sword. Guardian Legend was the one where you start out. The game starts as you as a plane. Yeah, and then you, tra- and you transform yeah, into you a, transform a robot. Transform into a, like a robot or a dude. It's it's cool as hell. It, it was cool. It, it kind of had like a lot of Zelda elements into it. But then there would be boss fights, and to go to the boss fight, you had to jump into this chamber, and there would be this cool transformation sequence where you would see the person or robot turn back into the plane. And then you would you you would do the uh, the two D vertical shooter level. Yeah, that's fight this right. huge ass boss that would take up half the screen, and then you turn back into your your person or whatever, and you got like an extra weapon. I never beat that damn game. Yeah, it was tough as hell. That's why freaking door that would not open <laughs> <laughs> for nothing. But I mean, it was it was really really cool. So um, I know I got a ton of Nintendo games that like, uh, were I really really fun. Double Dragon 2. Oh, <laughs> Now that game was. The game was fun. I just hated getting to the last level when you're like on like the glass floor. Oh, yeah. On, yeah, on top yeah. Of that, there was, there was yeah. those damn. Those like platforms you had to jump on that were so. Yeah. There was so small that mm-hmm. you, could, you could not make a it's mistake. Like if you right. jumped and your thumb slipped, that was it. And then there were these ninja dudes that were like real quick, real quick. and they would jump all over the place. Yeah. yeah. They kept. They did. That in that game, that particular game, the last stage, they just decided to throw everything. Every Bobo. Yep. Every That's color. right. Every Obobo. every enemy <laughs> that right. you faced in the whole game was yeah. right before the boss. Yeah. It was mad hectic and shit. And the music <laughs> was like. And you're walking through with Billy and Cody or whatever. Yeah. And you're doing the jig. When you're like nine years old, you're like, oh my god. Oh my god, what's they, happening? They got that what's, music what's going in the background on? to make your armpits sweat. <laughs> Terrible, man. <laughs> god dang. Oh man. My game my last game is gonna be um, another game for the Sega Saturn. And um I mentioned this on the previous show, but um I was like Guardian Heroes. Ooh. That game was another tr- game from Treasure. Treasure. Yeah. And um, it was an incredible game. I wish they would remake the actual original game for you know the DS mm-hmm. or another system. I'd, I'd like to see them remake it for Xbox 360 Live. I mean, yeah. for the arcade. That game's such an awesome game. They could probably make it multiplayer. And it would just be one of the best games on there. It would just be sick. Yeah. And um, it was a side-scrolling beat-em-up, kind of like Double Dragon. But, you know, you had RPG elements in it. And um, you picked one of five characters. Oh, I think it was yeah, one of five characters. Plus, you control this undead super warrior that would follow your commands. <laughs> and then that just um, sounds cool. And there was this girl that would help you out throughout the first tour of the game. When you beat the game, you unlocked her, mm-hmm. and she helped you out. Her name was Serena, and she was cool as hell. She's like the all-around character to, to use. I mean, once you beat the game and you get her, that's the character to rock. <laughs> and then on top of that, as you go through the game and go through all the different paths and story storylines that you can choose, it's like a choose your own adventure game. Yeah. There were um, there were parts where um, you 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 beat bosses and different enemies, and it would collect in a versus mode. And whoever you beat would show up in that versus mode, and then you oh. can go in that versus mode with a multi-tap. And I think you played up to five or six players, <laughs> and you can just go to town on each other. Man, and I'm gonna need to go to eBay and find it, this game. Oh, oh my god, you have to because that multiplayer, that fu- that. That crazy ass multiplayer battle was just awesome. It and was it was on what Saturn? It was on the Sega Saturn. Um, I think I played Sonic. I don't remember. I played some off road <laughs> and I, I sucked at it. I only played it twice. Then my friend took it back to Blockbuster. Wow. Um, 
did Treasure come out with um? They came out with Advanced Guardian Heroes. They did I mean, Game Boy Advance, and I heard it wasn't that good. It was terrible. I tried it out. Yeah. They, it's like say they an offshoot team at Treasure just took the original game and worked on it, and they just, I don't know, it just was not the same. Okay. I mean, none of the character, uh, some of the, maybe some of the characters from the first game were there, but the mechanics were all screwed up. <sighs> And um, I, you just couldn't. It, I couldn't get into it. Rather disheartening. It was sad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. all right. Anybody else? Anything? Any games? We're still talking about the greatest games. Greatest games never told. <laughs> I don't know about never told, but Ocarina of Time, Zelda. That's the best game. Well, that's the best game ever. That's like a real popular one. But I mean, it is the best Zelda still. game. But yeah. One when uh, you're on the boat was that the no you're thinking of <laughs> Wind Waker, Wind Waker. Oh, yeah that, that game was horrible <laughs> yes. I stopped I stopped like I almost beat the game and they were like oh you got to go to like five more islands and do five more crazy insane things and like there's no like overhead map of a world that you're walking on you're like on a boat the entire time <laughs> everywhere like you want to travel you got to make the wind blow yep. like to where you want to go I, was got, I got so tired of it uh, damn like, that I'm done that's called Water World Zelda. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll yes, probably uh, never see a boat in a Zelda game again. I'd be I, so happy, dude. I was a big fan. It, it, of course, is a never. I mean, it's a game that everybody knows, but Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Uh oh. Oh my Gonna God. open up that can of worms? Oh, yes, yeah, I'm opening that can of worms. Can of worms. I mean, I'm gonna stay out of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I don't know. I just. 172 hit combo. And that's what made me love the game so much. <laughs> that that's true. There was something special about getting triple digit combos. I I used to be tortured with that game from, from a certain person that you, would always ask me to fight a minute and um You would torture me. That would what I taught you. And that's it? why I don't play the game. Anymore. Oh come on. It's like three he, he, versions he of that game in my I was, house. I wasn't trying to be malicious. No, I know don't listen to him. I but, didn't use projectile characters. You I gotta know. give me that. No, it's fine. I just didn't um I didn't have a Saturn, so I didn't um I didn't have a lot of the background with uh with, with the like other Marvel games. aerial like aerial raves and, and juggle combos so i bought the game for the dreamcast and you know before i before i met you and some of uh, my other friends now it was right. just me playing and i was like yay combo against me yay regular combo <laughs> and then yeah, like i met i played against real players and it was just like damn um maybe i need to put this up <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I love the game. It's a good game. Um, I play with it, some sadistic ass people. Yeah, there's and they kind of put me through the ringer. So it's like I could, I couldn't help but come out somewhat, somewhat capable. But, you car know, wise, just, oh yeah, car, car wise, wise, if he was here, he could probably talk upon the subject. But you know, oh well. <laughs> but <laughs> MVC two is not one of those fighters that I um I really look forward to playing. But I get the wild urge to play it sometimes, and um. It's one of those fighters that I don't ever admit I really like, because I rather play Capcom versus SNK two or Amen. any number of um any number of traditional two D fighters. Alpha. Marvel Marvel I'll give credit for the fact Alpha of course Marvel I'll give credit for the fact that it had probably about the biggest roster yeah. there ever was, and yep. it also had three on three fighting, yeah. which just made it all uh, you know, manic and, and 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 very you know very upbeat and very fast paced. In a party setting, it was a good time. And going to the arcades and watch people play it—that's that's that's an incredible thing because those cats live and breathe that game, play it 24/7, and they're damn good at it. 
even though that you know some of that shit is just 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 dis- disgusting to watch. That's an easy two quarters gone. <laughs> so is Dance Dance Revolution. No, I don't play it. No, I tried and I failed. So I'm sorry. Deep, deep. <laughs> There's more than one. How many? How many Oh! Now you're on. Your mic was off the whole time? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, it was. <laughs> wow, it's like the Thank whole time you. you s- <laughs> Yo, this one's on. This one's on. The whole thing's been on. Thanks, guys. Wow, I thought your mic was on. Oh, well. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's why I don't do Yes. <laughs> oh, see, now your voice is registering on there. Holy shit! Well, see, we <laughs> just—I think we just pretty much took it as you—you you talk kind of low anyway. So we were just like, "Yeah, okay, that's that's uh, that's mild top. That's okay. We're good. Well then." <laughs> well, anyhow, yeah. Um, Thanks, guys. Shenanigans. Well, this will be interesting in post-production, won't it? Yeah, it will be. It'll be a lot of fun to edit. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're pretty much gonna wrap it up from here. Um, uh, unless anybody has anything else to add, I'd like to give a shout out to all 13 of my kids, <laughs> 18 baby mamas. Um, tell them, tell them that daddy's coming home <laughs> next month. Next it's month, fun. after Christmas time, I'm broke. Stop calling me. I'd like to give a shout out to Seagrove's Gene <laughs> because I drank it. And they paying me for it. <laughs> oh, man. Man, um, God, you know, I always have to give a shout out to somebody, but now I can't think of a, go- a goddamn person. I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Melissa Ford, otherwise known as Jessica Rabbit. You are oh, very thick. I You're love you. Beautiful. I Melissa love you. Melissa Ford. Who? Yes. Oh, we're, we'll talk about that after the show, my oh, friend. Oh, shit. Oh, if, you, you, if you don't know who that is, Get on MySpace or get on the internet. Do a Google search. Go to what? Wikipedia. Do what you need to do. I am intrigued. Because that woman Very is the truth. But Jessica Rabbit? Yes. A figure like Jessica Rabbit? Yes. Man. Is that, is that possible? There was, an, epi- it, there was an issue of King Magazine where she actually wore the red dress that Jessica wore. Oh. I must see this woman. <laughs> it'll, make, it'll make a nine-year-old boy's balls drop early. <laughs> Damn. This is Beautiful. why I didn't use her in the, uh, in the favorite women uh, subject because um, you know the circle of people here might not have heard of her, but what that girl is bad. She's bad. Yes, shamed I haven't. I'll give a shout out to Molotov Cocktails because she was sounding like she was in two counties away about <laughs> <laughs> most of the segment. So there you go. Thank you. Oh boy. Well, we're gonna uh, uh, sign off from here. Good night. Boy Wonder, as always, 2D. For life. Hit him with exactly. the uh, we'll hit him with the web IDs. Let's do that. Right, um, the FTSshow.com is the um is the website. Check us out there. You can listen to the show and download it. Also, you can reach us by email at FTSshow at hotmail.com. And that's I'm sorry, but I might have said that too fast. FTSshow at hotmail.com. And um, you can find us on iTunes, just search up flip the script and you'll find us. And um Gosh, I guess that's that's all for the web IDs. <laughs> Go ahead, boy. What? I'm sorry. No, that's pretty much all I got. Um, 
See, I can be I can be happy and positive sometimes. The Giver still sucks, but you know. It does blow, but, but you, you don't take the cake from show. That's just that's just bitterness incarnate. Yeah, that's true. That's that's true. The the, the board game conversation, man. I I started feeling bad for him. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're gonna let you guys go. Everybody have a good night, and uh, we'll see you next time. Stay off the streets. Later. <laughs> Bye. Peace. <laughs>
<laughs> waiting to watch to see what was going to happen. I mean, of course, that episode. After three weeks of powering up, powering up, <laughs> two more two more weeks of talking about nothing, about, you know, Boma back at, at, at Caps Corp, Corp. At Caps Corp, messing with a pill. <laughs> so, but trying to defuse a bomb out of an android, nobody gives two shits about. <laughs> you, no, no one cares. The action was on point. Um, the <laughs> um, you really opened Pandora's box. Oh, I couldn't wait to do it. Oh man! But I, 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 yes. I, even though Dragon Ball Z is pretty played out to a lot of people, especially anime fans that think their, their anime is so much better than Dragon Ball Z. To me, Dragon Ball Z still holds a, a special place in my heart because, and it wasn't my first anime. I've been watching anime since, you know, I was a kid in 1985 and I watched Robotech and all that. But Dragon Ball Z, I always looked forward to seeing it because it was such a big sensation in Japan that when it finally reached America, I wanted to see exactly how much damage it would do. And boy, did it do some damage, especially when it hit Tsunami. It blew, it, it blew up planets in the minds of everyone. And um, it was a great, I, to me, it's a great show. It may have ran a little long in the tooth, but um, I loved it. And um, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and start off with Molotov Cocktails. I'm going to see um, what she thinks of the show and oh, how it affected her. Go ahead. The show isn't made... Is this on? It's on this time. Okay. Um, the show, first off, is not made for girls. <laughs> I was a Sailor Moon fan. Oh, there so you go. So I was the cute shoujo craze. Sailor Moon was my my closet. Um, my my was it um my my secret uh. Uh oh. What is it? Uh, on my it guilty pleasure. That's what it go. was. <laughs> I was I was trying to get them to download, but as you can see in my living room, there's box of the season one. Oh, Sailor Moon right there. Ooh, Hold well, on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and you also got me, myself, hooked on Sailor Moon. <laughs> Being a closet Sailor Moon fan is the toughest thing I've ever tried to do <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie. What's 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 Mercury or was it? Oh, oh no. shut up. Sailor shut Jupiter, up. man. No, no, no. Well, no Mer- it, Mercury, Mercury the blue one? The yes. blue the blue hair, the blue haired one? Yes, That's a sexy bitch girl. right there. That's oh, a sexy bitch. my favorite. Yeah, Jupiter was mine, boy. All mine. Uh, Those long legs. A lot of women right there. Uh, I'm being sick with this, but that was my the, shit. The naughty school, school girl. The naughty school girl. That's what it was all about. Uh, okay, going back to Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. No. We, we, we left the subject. and uh, I think um, I, I like Dragon Ball Z a lot. Um, I, I don't have any ill will towards it, and... If for for all the people out there that that don't like the show or are completely annoyed by how simple the show is, Dragon Ball Z is probably one of the biggest reasons why you have Adult Swim and you have such a big section in the uh, a big anime section in Best Buy now. I do believe that's true. I mean, when when it showed up on um when it showed up on Toonami, it just completely changed the whole the mm-hmm. whole the whole viewership of it. Right. Yeah, mean, yeah. New viewers come out of the woodworks. Mm-hmm. What's that? Pokemon. Well, we'll go speak into the mic. <laughs> I, I'm just ranting. Pokemon. I mean, well, Poke- I don't think Pokemon them. brought as many people as Dragon Ball Z did. Pokemon was up to a certain children into right. <laughs> Pokemon was uh, for up to a certain age. Retarded children. Upset. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Retarded children. But um, I mean, yeah. But I mean, Poke- DBZ. It just it just drew in everybody. Before I knew it, within six months, everybody and their mother was talking. Yeah. About it's amazing to hear the mothers talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I worked at a video game store, and these you know parents would come in and you know be looking for the latest DBZ game, or they'd just be talking about the show, and it was really, really incredible. I only watched the show up to a certain point. I watched it up to um, 
to the, the end of the Cell Saga. To me, yeah, that was the best one. The Cell Saga was like it had everything. Gohan yeah. Crazy it, in that. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was it was finally the boy. Gohan met his destiny. The yeah. early parts of it, which is very Hitchcockian, were on, yeah. and very very thrillerish. Were you had an enemy you can do anything against, and he was hunting and killing down everybody. And it was just neat to see some of the lesser characters yeah. try to just fight to survive. And I mean, he was a smart ass too. Who? Yeah, so? so. Oh my God, he was a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the the uh, the arc where they finally got it right, where they got the pacing right. Because yeah. man, that Frieza saga, they. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was Frieza Saga lasted like three years on a planet that where the no. sun couldn't go no. down, so it was an excuse <laughs> no. for the plot to just go on and on and on. Majin oh Buu Saga lasted like 45 months. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, Majin, there was like 13 different Majin Buu. Yeah, I was true. like, he was fat, skinny, short, tall. And then they had to go inside gay, him. Gay, straight. Him, gay. He was Goku at one point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, turning people into cookies, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. He was, he was a, he was a, he was something else. He was, to me, Monster Boots just seemed like an epilogue. I, yeah. I thought, yeah. but um, Cell was where it was at. Frieza, I think the thing about Frieza that took so long was the fact that um, the show ended because um, it went from one hand, one 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 chain of command to the to a, Funimation was going through a transition period, and they had to um, when they transferred their their workings over to. Texas mm-hmm. is when they continued the series because they finally got fun- funding to continue the rest. Oh, but it okay. was a period of about a year and a half where after Cartoon Network ran up to the where the Freezer Saga broke off, yeah, you had it rerunning like twenty times. That's right. Before we finally got some new apps. That's true. And um, it was a uh, it w- it just made the Freezer Saga seem longer than it was. But make no mistake, that saga was long as hell. Oh, there was a lot of <laughs> the longest five minutes ever. A lot of posing. <laughs> a lot of. A lot of poison and or just like posing and looking at each other and Goku just uh, oh Goku going grunting and you know dirt coming off the ground just levitating and then Goku going Super Saiyan for the first time that that was a that 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 was sick that was something special that That was that was was special it was sick but it took effort forever I mean I mean eyes pupils were gone and (laughs) hair was just jumping. And then all of a sudden he just turned gold. Yeah. Hey, the the thing about the the Super Saiyan thing was cause you kind of heard about it, like you heard about you his hair know. going blonde, and you were like, "When's it gonna happen?" You don't know. When how. is it gonna happen? And then it finally it just it went down, and you were just like, "Damn, this is this is something special." All we had were those bootleg tapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I remember like going to Suncoast yep. to to this uh, to this mall that's kind of out of the way for me. Just to get the damn VHS tape to find out like what happened, you know, after what where uh, Cartoon Network cut off. Right. I mean, I don't even know what I did with those tapes. I don't even man. have the I ain't have the money for the tapes back then, so I used to just go to the Burn store and read the box. Tapes. <laughs> just read the box, so I have an idea of what was gonna happen. And then when I watch the video, I get surprised. That was um the same thing happened to me. Um, uh, bootleg tapes came our way to find out how the freezer fight ended, and um. Yeah. We got to see that, and it's like, man, that, that was refreshing to watch. Now yeah. we're going to see it in English. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we used to watch that in Japanese. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I watched Dragon Ball Z in Spanish. Espanol. <laughs> Espanol. Por qué? <laughs> Telemundo. Telemundo. <laughs> and Telemundo was showing unedited, too, which is the yeah. best part about seeing it on there. Mm-hmm. Completely unedited before um, Cartoon Network started doing it with um with their 
We're you showing it unedited now. Uh, midnight it's run. Bullshit. Yeah, they would do it on the midnight run. So right after Gundam Wing. Oh yeah, that that's was right. a good one too. Oh, midnight run day is pre-adult yeah, swim. <sighs> but yeah, I, I know there's a lot of people like, oh no. Hopefully, a lot of people that downloaded this didn't stop listening to it. I was gonna say the same thing. It's like, <laughs> please keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. It does get better. Um, who are your favorite characters in Dragon Ball Z? I was a big fan of Vegeta. Yeah. I mean, even though he, you and about the rest of America, anti-hero. Yeah, I, I, Vegeta and I like uh, Gohan too. It always tripped me out when you would go to when you would like read magazines. Like there were those those fan magazines, and there would be the poll on who your favorite character is, and like eighty percent would be Goku. I'm like, yeah. oh, <laughs> way to have some imagination. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, Vegeta had the best lines. But right. he was he never the anti-hero. Won. He never won. He was a sarcastic yes. bastard, but man, he was fun. <laughs> and he never won. That's the funny part. Yep. The, the uh, my favorite character on uh, Dragon Ball Z, I'd have to say, is Piccolo. Yeah. No kidding. Closest thing we got to a true brother yeah, on that, that show. That was the black man. He was bald in That's right. He was blacker than Mr. Popo. Boy Wonder's favorite character. Oh no! Get him. Mr. Popo See, can do nothing Mr. for Popo, me. That, that, that was a Bastard. complete exaggeration. He made his lips all big and red. Just makes me angry. He was uh, he was Sambo all over. Oh. <laughs> so I remember watching the show, and like when it first came on, and you know everything's cool and everything, and then Mr. Popo comes on. I'm like, who the hell is that? What 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 and what is he supposed to be? He's the slave. What what the hell what is that? Say. He was the official the fiscal mascot of the minstrel show. <laughs> hosted by King. Oh, hosted by um, hosted by Kami. Oh my god. Any other favorite characters? I hate them all. Oh. Oh, damn. And get wished back. What about Boma? What about Boma? She had a nice rack. Come on, you gotta have one. Yeah. Well, which one do you hate the most? Uh, I don't remember half their names. Goku. <laughs> Krillin. Krillin, man. No, Vegeta you know you Trunks. Like Trunks. Yeah, Trunks. Trunks. I know you like. All right. Okay. Trunks was a homie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I thought you'd have. I thought you'd be more. I thought you'd be more vocal on this. I thought you'd, you know, vent and hate and despise DBZ because I know you do. Come on, come off the hip. I hate the fanboys that ruined the show. It was first a good show that you got into, and then it was like, became... Hey, you watched this episode of Dragon Ball Z? Blah, blah, blah. I love Dragon Ball Z. You want to watch Dragon Ball Z later? Let's collect all the toys and go to Burger King buy all the shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, wow. yeah, that was the end of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Man, I'd have to say my arm... The character I probably liked the most was um. Don't say it. You know what? You know who it is. Don't say the, it. The, the was it the ball headed champion? Yep. Krillin. Krillin, Krillin. the every the average man. But you know what? He ended up being the strongest human yep. being on the planet. Krillin had like Krillin. the most powerful, most most deadly <laughs> attack, but he never landed that fucking thing. He had the destructo disc. That thing would like cut apart mountains, and he never hit anybody. He never hit nobody with that pancake. That's why he was so short. <laughs> he was cool though, cause he knew when to back the hell out. It's like Goku, this is all you. Yeah. I'm gonna just chill right here. I'm done. 
Done. Like, he was like Sam on Tofrodo in uh, Lord of the Rings. Sam I'll die for you, Goku. I'm the Charlie Brown of this show. Pulled the Android. Good night, everybody. Charlie Brown. He did look exactly like Charlie Brown. Trilly. Blockhead. The other character I liked was probably Yamcha. And um, I liked him ever since he was introduced in Dragon Ball Dragon Ball when he was the thief and he was trying to kill Goku and and and, and steal his Dragon Balls and ever since then he was ever since then he was like he became the cool character. That dude on the side that just, you know, helped out but you know, he knew his place. It's like I'm I, I I can't get in this fight, but you know I can't I'll, run with you guys uh, anymore. But, but you know what? I, I'll, I'll be I'll be on the sidelines watching. Yeah, I wish he would have fought more. He seemed like a cool guy, like he'd be able to kick some ass, but he just pussy footed around with that girl. Just like Tien and what's that? What's the mime's name? Chow Tzu. Chow Tzu, that's right. He wasn't a mime, but he was a little cake baby. Yeah. He looked like a little gay baby. Just walking around gay as hell. For real, for real. The, the real. thing I respect about Yamcha though was um the fact that he pursued the sports career. Yeah, yeah he probably he made a lot baseball. of money. Yeah, because he was right. strong as hell. Powers to use. Exactly. <laughs> made it. Made monetary gain. Yeah. And he, he stayed a bachelor. Most importantly. Yeah. <laughs> he boned the hell out of Boma and got the hell out. <laughs> he let Vegeta get that, and she saw what she did to Vegeta. Pussified him. Yes. Had him wearing that mustache in GT. Oh my oh, god. He had two children. <laughs> two children. Two kids. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta give Vegeta credit for, for landing Bowman though. Because it seemed like Vegeta would, would be the guy that knew what to do with Bowman. <laughs> I, I, I thought he was gay at first, though. <laughs> 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 I, I could just see Vegeta just kicking it, just like, you know. I am the last saying prince. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's game. That's, that's, that, game. that's that pillow talk. <laughs> oh, fresh out the gravity chamber. And he's lo- and, and Boma's looking good. <laughs> In her curlers. <laughs> but um Nick uh, Nick the Stampede, who's your um, who's your character? No, it's I, don't, I like Goku, but you know, I don't know. Vegeta was really cool too, because he just he didn't take shit from anybody. And he did have a lot of one-liners. And he, he just he never won the battle. He was, as strong as he would, he would think he is, he just couldn't win. Well, be, because the way the show was written, yeah, I know. You the uh, but the old adage of working hard and being positive always prevails. But when he became Majin Vegeta, he did kick the living life out of Goku. That was the best fight. <laughs> that was like one of the best fights. Yeah, was. was that like the Majin Buu? That was like the first or second fight. No, it was, it was the first fight. He he, he did fight. he did put a handle on Goku. Matter of fact, he did he crippled he handled, the shit out of Goku. He handled yeah. Goku. stepped on him. The second time he fought him, he was Majin Vegeta, uh, and he was strong. He went Super Saiyan. Oh, like, I never. Saw that. He was he was like brainwashed. They were like putting holes in the world. It was great. And if um if um what was it uh if uh boy, not boy wonder but um Neo the blonde ace and Lee Majors were here to talk about the most heart wrenching scene. Oh, the when, best that that was the single best scene ever when um when Vegeta blew himself up in the uh, in the Boo saga. 
Cause Yeah cause Like I said just, <laughs> It was just cool Cause He knew he couldn't beat him Conventionally And he's already He had already been killed once Cause you know It was Dragon Ball So you know You can always get Wished back And uh, And uh, Piccolo Breaks the news to him That uh, If you die this What do you say No it was If um since you had your, since most of your life was uh, was negative and was mostly for personal gain, you won't be able to uh, be wish back. To wish back, and he says like the single coolest line. So be it. Just <laughs> <laughs> like when he said that, you're like, oh shit, something's about to happen. He goes over to trunks. He says, take care of your mother. You're like, oh, that's one of those where you're like, you get off the seat. Like what? <laughs> what do you mean by that? What are you, what are you talking you, about? What are you, what are you trying to say? Chop that jit in his neck. That's what I'm talking about. Knock him out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean that that was one of those. That was heart wrenching. And um, he, you know, he disintegrated Boo for a little while. I mean, he, he uh, was able to replicate himself and come back. But man, for for an episode, that was probably one of the best ones ever. So anyhow, my favorite to. Uh, Got actually three characters that are my next favorite after Piccolo is on um, Trunks right. as an adult, yeah. Gohan as an adult. Those guys together as a team, I think, unstoppable. Young, Bastards, Infinite. Trunks had their sword took over. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. My other one was uh, Little Goku. Oh, yes. The original Dragon Ball series. <laughs> he was funny, man. He was funny. He was so stupid. <laughs> 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 Nimbus. <laughs> trying, trying to find out why Boma don't have a penis. Who's he running around? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Where's your penis? <laughs> everybody, doesn't everybody have one? Who's he always running around with? Wasn't he running around with like little Icarus. something? Was he was like running around. Dragon. Is, well, he's running around with Boma and 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 Oolong the pig. The pig. That's who yeah, the it pig. was. And that pig was funny, man. <laughs> that guy was hilarious. Oolong was the shit. Speaking Dude. of great secondary characters, it was uh, Yajirobe. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yajirobe was like the biggest coward. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he had a pig. sword. He, too. he was all. It's this old rusty sword. And I remember he like. <laughs> Ran out and hit and like swipe Vegeta in the back and it was like yeah that's right yeah. he, made, he came through one that's time true that's one true time. Oh, and that's then he went and then he hid right away <laughs> <laughs> under a rock <laughs> it was very safe Ooh. I think the best death was when Gohan killed Cell yeah yeah just because he had Goku behind his back even though Goku was dead yeah. And he, he was his arm was already, he was already missing the arm. Well, it was broken. It was, it was, yeah. was broken. Limp, it was like broke. Yeah. And he was just walking with it, and yeah. it was just a standoff. Yeah. And who hit him in the back? Vegeta. That's my yeah. dog. Anyway, with the assist. Came with the assist. Hit him in the back, and then Goku just said, "Go get him," and he just overtook him. Oh man, that was sick. Woo. That was that was, that was pretty funny because I remember when that episode ended, I was like, "Wow, he he's really gone." Yeah, man. Sounds dead. I, I that shit was satisfactory. Was, for real. <laughs> That was the, one of the most satisfying finishes in that whole series. Because yeah. even when even when Frieza was destroyed, it's like, man, that's it. Well, it because <laughs> after Frieza died, Goku was still around. He had to get off the plane. I think yeah, that's when, a whole another episode. I think exactly. when Frieza died, I think everybody was more like, it's about time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. So, I never yeah. saw that. Uh, well, Frieza, well, Frieza was before Cell. Yeah. It was. 
Can you you there probably so many of those guys. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I don't can, know. Can anyone tell me how Boo died? I never. He I didn't, never. I re- he got reborn into Ubu, right? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't Ubu, die. That was at the end. Yeah. Ubu. And he became a good guy. Yeah. And, um, other than that, I never really watched that far, but that's that's what I recall reading all and I, seeing. But. All yeah. I know is, didn't like uh, Goku and Vegeta, they came together and they fused. They fused. Yeah, they became um, yeah. Gogeta or Vegeta. All I know is yeah. he was smashing them around and <laughs> then they fell apart something. Damn. Well, um, my, my question to y'all now is what do you think is um, today's Dragon Ball Z? What, what do you think? What you know of any shows that have taken the um the chalice and run with it? It's fucking Naruto. It's Naruto. <laughs> no, I'm sad. And what do you think of Naruto? It's dead to me now. Fanboys <laughs> <laughs> ruined it again. Fanboys yeah. did kill it. If you go to any convention, you'll see 20 million different people dressed up as characters from Naruto. Amen. <laughs> of course, Wody don't know what Naruto is, and more power to you. <laughs> you are no the idea. wiser, man. <laughs> Let me yeah, tell you. I don't you. know too much about that. Either. Believe it. I, I like uh, I like Kenshin, but I don't watch that thing. To me, to me, Kenshin did not didn't, didn't pick up the kind of fever that um Naruto did. And, and thank thankfully, God it didn't. so yeah. I like thank Kenshin. God. Yeah. I like that would ruin that would ruin Kenshin for a lot of people. It's Naruto, and next to that, it's Bleach. See, I like Bleach. Yeah, I like Bleach. Bleach has got style. Yeah, the fans are starting to get kind of rabid. I like Bleach for the show, and thankfully, I'm never going to try and dress up like Ichigo or any of those other crazy (laughs) bastards. But it's true. I mean, when you go to a convention, and, you know, two years before the the show is stateside, there are people dressing up and acting crazy and using the damn bit-torned videos for uh or the footage for their amvs and they're absolutely god awful <laughs> it's um it's kind of disheartening it's kind of disheartening but anyway but now um, you're, you're gonna see crispin clean videos now but they're going to below because you're gonna see them set to um what's what's hot today to um to jim jones <laughs> <laughs> to jim jones this one, oh this line <laughs> is dedicated to jim jones if he's listening <laughs> boo <laughs> Bowling, you suck. <laughs> Sorry, and that's real. I could care less Jim. what you think. You don't know my name. <laughs> that was great. But um, Stampede, man. What what do you think? Um, what do you think that might be out there that um that a lot of people are into now that that is kind of taking their attention away from DVT? I have to agree with the Naruto. What about Alchemist, yeah. man? What's that? What about Alchemist? Alchemist. I like Alchemist though. I do like Alchemist too. <laughs> I know I know Neo don't like Neo's Alchemist. Neo's not here to rain on I, this parade. Too bad for him. I, I, I believe I have one for you. All right. <laughs> one television show. It's not a cartoon. It's a television show that runs with the same formula as Dragon Ball Z. What's that? It's called Lost. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Lost is today's Man. Dragon Ball Z. The wow. Wasn't that supposed definitely. to be a movie? Nah, it was like I mean, it was like a it was like a mini series, and then it turned into just like Prison Break. I've already addressed Boy Wonder about Prison Break. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it shouldn't be called Prison Break anymore. Prison Break anymore. It's called Prison Broke. When they got out of prison, if they would have went to Mexico and got mustaches, that'd be no more. Now it's called Money Train. It is pretty funny that the fugitives are broken out of jail and they still look exactly the damn same. So, I mean, (laughs) they go to the ATM machine, the police would be like, you're under arrest, sir. 
Wow. It should just be called running. <laughs> running. <laughs> but what about loss that makes you equated to DBZ? And uh, you know that Dragon Ball Z state of mind. You know the episode ends, and you're like, "Well, fuck." Well, <laughs> <laughs> how many how many more days till another episode? Yeah. <laughs> you're doing math in your head, you know, you're like, "Wow." Cliffhangers on top of cliffhangers. Yeah, cliffhangers mm-hmm. most definitely. And Lost, it's the same thing. Like, I guess that would make Jack Goku. <laughs> yes, yes. Neo hates that show now. I look at the oh. clock and it's uh, you know lost. It's nine fifty nine fifty five, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I started to get mad at the show. Like, you know what? I don't even like the show anyway. I don't even know why. I love it so much. But anyways, I think that's how everybody feels about that show. How a lot of people feel about that show. It's like, I mean, I like the show. But man, like you'll you'll sit there and it it's a it's an hour of of <laughs> you feel like something's about to happen, yeah, and it never happens. Yeah, and nonsense. You, and you're just like, wait a minute, <laughs> just lost an hour <laughs> <laughs> of my life. <laughs> but uh, going back to the shows, I, I would agree with um with uh, Molotov and uh, and uh, Stampede about Naruto being what it is now, uh, what Dragon Ball Z used to be. It's it's pretty much called Fever Pitch. It okay. man, it, the thing with Naruto for me is just like the first like 15 episodes. There's so much talking, like setting up everything, how everything works. It's like my God. Well, the show, <laughs> the show we fight now. The, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the first 15 episodes had a kind of a smaller scale to me. Yeah, it was a real smaller scale, and um, I just I thought it was cool because you just got to know the characters. Right. Then you know the whole big. Story arc hits mm-hmm. with the whole tournament, and that was cool and everything. Yeah, and then you um, move on to the whole road trip with Naruto and his um, his new sensei, and yeah. and then things start to really get interesting because all the elements of the world are starting to come together, and his purpose is starting to be realized. And then you know people are trying to take advantage of him, and 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 it it it, it, it to me. It has a lot more depth than DBZ, but you know a lot of people are gonna look at it and see you know it's just cannon fodder, and in the way it's been animated and um, the way that I think the TV show is caught up with the manga, so now they have a lot of filler episodes right. in order to kind of space out and give the manga artists more time to kind of fill it, flush in more story. Right. It's kind of got that Dragon Ball Z bad rap now because of it. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just um, I, I kind of fell off the show. I know Stampede kind of stopped following the manga, so you know. And we were both heavily into it, like way before it got licensed and everything like yes, that. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> High school days. I mean, back in my, um, back in my still living at home days. <laughs> What's up? No, I mean, I, I'm feeling Bleach a lot more than Naruto, um, and thankfully, I don't know a ton of people that are uh, Bleach nuts to well, spoil it for me. Walk into a hot topic and you'll see no. tons of bleach shit. Well then Oh my okay, god. Okay, I'll just stay away from hot topic. Oh man, what uh, <laughs> ignorance is bliss, my friend. Oh man. I mean it's 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 pretty much like Dragon Ball Z in a lot of ways, but right. I think the characters are very, very creative. Um, I think so too and the show has a lot of style. Mm-hmm. And um, it borrows a lot from music. Which yeah. I think is like a really cool thing. I mean yeah. a lot of like today's artists and t- artists in the past you'll see a lot of designs a lot of um, a lot of characters based on musical artists, right. or based on just had a lot of musical influences, and I, I I like that about the show. If you read the manga, you'll see that a lot of the chapters, a lot of the covers of the chapters, yes. are based on albums, right. which I think is really awesome. 
and in the TV show, a lot of the um, every opening of the show, every every title page is of an cover. episode is kind of has a different font or different right. look, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of them borrow from different albums and from different you know musical inspired things. And I thought that was, that was pretty awesome about it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Bleach to me has a lot more hope than even the real. <laughs> I think that show is awesome. Uh, it's really good, and um, mm-hmm. it even ha- it has a lot more character than I. God forbid I said I have, it has a lot more character than DBZ. <laughs> yeah, well, in a lot of ways it does. Yeah. Um, the writing is more crisp. Um, just like like I said, I mean, some of the character designs and just the way the characters are portrayed is is fairly original in a story that we've seen over and over and over again. I mean, you know what's going to happen, you know, and it just makes the just like the journey to get into the end that much better because it's it might it might have a couple more twists like um like one of the soul reapers that has um the eye patch um that's just pretty that's just a really cool concept with the, the eye patch like controlling his power level stuff like that that's true i forgot about him i mean you know urahara the guy that teaches I- ichigo he's cool as hell right just, there's a lot of guy a lot of things in the show that's just you know pretty original like I said in a story that we've seen 20,000 times I know every show in the show somehow falls on the same old um, the same old story elements but um, yeah I, I, I guess to, in the closing note um, Dragon Ball Z love it or hate it is a huge part of anime history around the world what's that well there you go the jury's closed DBZ, you hate it or love it or are mostly hated. So it's, be it. it <laughs> <laughs> it's here to stay, and I I have to thank it. Uh, one one last thing, I, I kind of got introduced to DBZ a couple years back when a certain anime show called Dragon Warrior aired on television in like 1990. I saw it. I saw the main character. He looks just like Goku with a deeper tan. I was actually introduced to Dragon Warrior before Dragon Ball Z, oh, and then when Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z, I finally heard caught wind of that and heard about it. I always wondered, what the hell does Dragon Ball Z have to do with Dragon Warrior? The only thing they really have in common is the same artist. But, Akira um, Toriyama. Akira Toriyama. So, and, of course, he, he draws the games and all the characters for the games. The Dragon Warrior are now Dragon Quest in the States. Games right. And all that. But um, that was my, my, big, my, my, the, my big question mark as to how Dragon Ball Z was because I was exposed to Dragon Warrior first. So um, that's why I got into it, and that's why it still holds a special place in my heart. But um, anybody have any last things to add? Yes, Drag- Dragon Warrior was an awesome cartoon, and I would love to see what the rest the of it, the, the remaining 33 episodes. Same, you hear that, Funimation? Buy the license, please. please. <laughs> so we can finally see what happened, what the hell happened to Abel, Daisy, Moko, and, and, yes. and, and Jonak, and Tiala, and all of them. And I just got nerdy as hell, but fuck it. I have no that's idea. That's what we hear. That's what. <laughs> that's that's one anime I would sit down and, and watch. Watch, because it's all about the old school sword and shield. Yes. And slam with some dragons. <laughs> Delicious. But um. Anyway, that's the end of this segment. Um, I my, my name is Sober Review, and you can check us out at ftsshow.com. Also check our email at ftsshow at hotmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes. Uh, just look up Flip the Script, which, is, of course, is the name of the show. And um, you'll find us on iTunes. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll check you later. Peace. iTunes, bitches. iTunes. Yeah. Outie. Bye, everybody. Peace out.
Next time on Flip the Script? Okay, we're cleaning toilets. Oh, I would yes. like bust my ass cleaning a toilet, going to leave for a second, and then come back to see Soul Bro is taking a shit <laughs> <laughs> in the toilet I just cleaned. <laughs> Dick like, move. Man, the toilet was clean too, man. It's like. I was happy to bless it. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing, man? Hey, this is the best part. Hey, man, when you he gotta go, up, you gotta up, go. Wipes up. It doesn't clean it. It just walks away. Oh. Back in me, have to clean it again. Oh. <laughs> he just had to give you his seal of approval right there. Oh. <laughs> it's like, that's effing horrible, oh my man. God. Next time on Flip the Script. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Flip the Script. Um, we're still doing the uh, FTS light thing. Um, and we're much lighter now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're running with the skeleton crew today. Um, but uh, there's, uh, there's four of us here today, and... Uh, one of our uh, one of our regular subjects uh, of conversation has decided to join us today. One of our one of the uh, the the unofficial seventh member, but uh, we'll we'll pass it around and have everybody say hello. Um, and we'll start to the man on my right. Yeah, this is what they call sweet little black shoes. Don't worry about my real name. <laughs> Juice bag. Juice bag. And we have, we have Samoa Joe. <laughs> Samoa <laughs> Joe? <laughs> Otherwise known as Carwise. Carwise, huh? He's finally here. The man that used to beat my ass at Street Fighter. He still sucks because he picks. Who you pick? Um, Blanca? I use everybody. <laughs> you use everybody? <laughs> you, use, you use Blanca and Zangief. Dang. <laughs> so yes, Carwise is uh, is with us. Samoa oh. Joe. And finally, number four. Oh well, yeah, that would be me. Um, this is Sobro Review. I'm still here. <laughs> still corny. Oh, oh. F- oh fuck you. Oh. Fuck you. I'm, I, I am corny, but I'm I'm, I'm corny with flair. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So uh, today we're gonna be uh, we're gonna really head into uh, hip hop. We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, hip hop for the most part on this uh, segment. Um, basically, we wanted to just throw around with the roundtable who your uh, your favorite five MCs are. And uh, who your favorite five producers are. And on top of that, are your favorite five albums as and well. Yeah, favorite five albums. Man, this is going to be rough. Oh, this is going to be hard. All right. All right. Well, who wants to start it off? Because I always seem to start it off and I want to push it Well, on. I'll throw one out. Which All right. Obvious one is Mod B Infamous. Okay. Bad. You're starting with albums. With, were you starting with albums or? Yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Well, then we roll up in the albums then. All right. So, so infamous, man. It used to be your favorite album, man, of all time. Yeah, still right there. Oh, it's pretty tight. God, it, it went from your favorite album to your second favorite album <laughs> to your third favorite album to, I guess, your fifth, huh? 
<laughs> well, I don't really have a favorite. I just have a fun song. Oh my! Man, you used to you used to listen to that like it was the soundtrack of your life. <laughs> All right, Pictures next. of you. Okay. Um. Oh. I don't know. I, I thought you were gonna name his five and then yeah. You keep going. Yeah. Just name right. your five. All right. Yeah. All right. I have a total of ten, so I'll just name them all. Go ahead. <laughs> Roots, Ella, Dell. Mm, that's number ten. Oh no, yeah, they're not in any kind of order. All right. Cool. Souls of Mischief, ninety-three till. N.W.A. Both Chronic albums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boogie Monsters. Oh no yes, way! Sir. Public That's Enemy, Takes a Nation. Yeah. Tribe, Low End Theory, Outcast, ATL, and Dawson Fest Dead Series. Dawson Fest. Yeah, now, when you say boogie monsters, you mean the recognized thresholds of negative stress. That's right. That's right. Because <laughs> they did come up with some other shit afterwards that wasn't quite as good. That was garbage. <laughs> 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 I knew it was coming. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It was just. Um, wait, 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 wait. Say, say that again. The second one was the, the, the recognized thresholds wait, of negative, negative stress. stress. Uh, car wise, what was it? You, garbage. That's right. That's right. I just wanted to get you to say that again. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh man, on mark. Oh. Dang it. All oh, right. Man. I can't really argue with that list. That's a top notch. That's a that's a hip hop purist list right there. Oh man, Adam. Oh, what do you mean? Soul Bro Real? Soul Bro. No real name. All right, well, shit, Adam. Whatever. Uh, as long as you don't know the last name. Oh, yeah, true. True that. Um, well, I guess the albums that would be on my list, um, one of my favorite albums, I guess, would be uh, uh, would be The Main Ingredient by Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth. Well, why wasn't it on your list is my question. But you, you waiting for me to say it? No, I like the album a lot. Album's genius. <laughs> I was just going by albums I always played the most. Oh yeah, true, true. But that was one of the ones I always played the most. Another one I guess would be um, a tribe called Quest and uh, Midnight Marauders. Mm-hmm. That is that to me is their best album. I know a lot of people think it's a low end theory. Mm-hmm. I know that. Um, <laughs> what's your nickname again? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Samoa on. Joe. Samoa, Samoa Joe. Joe. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I um, I, I like the I like the Low End Theory a lot, but not as much as um Midnight Marauders. I guess maybe it was by that time in my life I was getting ready to graduate from high school and you know, uh, <laughs> as we're recording this, we're watching some 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 football plays. But um, <laughs> somebody got the life knocked out of him. Oh my God! Someone just got steamrolled. But no, Min, uh, Midnight Marauders to me is like their best one. It has the the most songs I actually like um, on one album from Tribe. Uh, of course, I like um, was it uh, the Low End Theory and the one before the People's Travels and um, People's Instinctive. Instinctive Travels and uh, what was the rest of it? I just remember dot 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 on MTV. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed all those albums. I didn't care for their fourth album all that much, and I guess I'd be in the the, the minority on that one. But the fourth still say it was better than the last album. The fourth, yeah. The, you mean the Love Movement? Yeah. Well, I did like that song that where they sampled towards a. Um, what's it called? But what else did you like on that album? Not much. <laughs> the second half of it, where it was all the old old tracks brought back, that's the part I liked about the Love Movement the most. Everybody had those. I know they already had those, and that was the that was the damn shame of it all. <laughs> and now they're back on tour, so that makes them cool. I mean, that makes 
Hopefully they'll make try to put out another album that's much like their old stuff. But here's hoping. Um, another album I enjoyed a lot is um, "Stakes Is High" by De La Soul. Okay. And um, I mean, they really came into their own on that album. I don't know if Prince Paul did a lot of production on that album. No. He didn't really do much. Not really. But it, it seemed it seemed like he did. He had some kind of influence on him. He was off doing his own thing now. But now we're talking about Prince Paul. Um, another album I like a lot is Psychoanalysis by Prince Paul, and I guess that's my fourth, the fourth one I've named. That album, people um, probably have slept on it because they never heard of it, and it was it didn't come out in mass production. It, I think it got printed twice. The first time was on you know it was on Ward Sound Records, and it was um it was you know kind of a homegrown. I wouldn't say homegrown, but it was it was in very you know limited um release, and then it got re-released on another label, and had some additional tracks. And it, it's a very unique concept album, where um the hip hop producer Prince Paul just put out a concept album about um the different states of uh, the human psyche, and it's it's interesting. It's an interesting listen, and um if you can find it, check it out. Uh, the next one I really like a lot is I guess my fifth favorite album is uh. From J Zone, and it's um old made billionaires. That's right. J Zone is. I've heard that one. Yep. You, yeah. Yeah. I hooked you up with it. But, Did um, you? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the third album. It's his third album. I think I, I heard parts of it, but I haven't heard the whole thing. But um, it's really great. I mean, he's not only a awesome um, an awesome he's he's an awesome um producer, but he also can rhyme. He's not like one of those that falls short in rhyming, like say um Diddy. Oh. Oh God! Oh, and he. I'm opening up another can, <laughs> another can of worms, but I, I don't have much love for P Diddy or any other. Diddy's uh, poo poo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Jeez. Oh, he's not worth my my time. God, and just to yeah. see him parade around, it's like oh. I, I, as much as I'm not a big Jay Z fan, I can I can I can honestly respect his production. Mm-hmm. I'm not too big on his, his his rhyming, but I do like his lyrical style. But um, P Diddy, there's not much about him I like. I mean, the, it's just it's just Diddy now. To me, he'll always be he'll he'll always be the sidekick yeah. to Biggie. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a producer and he's a businessman, but as yeah. a, as an entertainer, it's kind of uh, it's just kind of funny. Exactly. It's more of a joke than anything, but yeah. I mean, I respect him in a in a business aspect more than I do musically. Right. I mean, you know, the guy has what is his net worth? It's like something like. Four billion or something like billion? that. Billion? No, not four billion. I'm sorry. It's like it's like forty million or something. Holy shit! I mean, he he knows how to do business, but I yeah. mean, I just just do not put a mic in front of that man. Oh, and somebody please get him to close his mouth. I wish it would. He got dolphin teeth. <laughs> dolphin? That nigga got dolphin teeth. <laughs> oh man. The, the last album I'm gonna name. Um, oh, I guess I'd make my count six. But the last album I'm gonna name. There's probably many times I could. But an album that has captured my heart, I love it. Um, I'm a big fan of the producer of this album, also the lyricist. We actually went to the concert of the lyricist locally not too long ago, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Um, the album's called Deltron 3030. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Man. Donnie, you... Uh, Samoa Joe, you know that album is the shit. He you hates just, that album. You hate that album, for real? How could you hate that album? I can listen to that album straight, that not album skip is, a track. That album's not better. No need for alarm. Oh, what? <laughs> no. I bet it is. He evolved as a lyricist on that album. You ask, dude, any, ask anybody, they'll tell you No Need Alarm, his best album. I'm sure they'll say that because they can't let go of, you know, uh, let go of, of, of that, of the past. But that album, Deltron, is such, 
it's such a it's it's an incredible album. The picture he paints, the picture he paints of the future, is is really interesting to hear, and I I I, I like it. And and it was a different take on things. It was, and the production on it was outstanding. The, the you gotta admit, the production on that is much better than No Need for Alarm. The thing about the Deltron album. <laughs> No Neil Alarm is way better. It's not better By than Deltron. Best album. Dude, it, man, that, I, I can't listen to every track on No Need for Alarm. More. Yeah, I can't listen to three on that. What on Deltron? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? Smoking. I, I guess okay. we'll never meet. We'll never meet up on this subject. But Deltron Thirty Thirty. For those who haven't heard it, please go out and listen to it. That album is incredible. For everybody out there. Too. <laughs> For for everybody out there, Carwise is very set in his ways and he's very opinionated. And if you if he this is disagrees with you, he's gonna let you know about it. I think the I think the Deltron album is really really creative. Myself, um, I haven't heard very many of the other um, Della Funky Homo Sapien albums, but it's just it's a, it's a different take on things and it's it's just it's unorthodox. So I, I appreciate I appreciate that about it, but I mean I wouldn't be the, the best. Uh, uh, the definitive source on I wish Nick the Stampede was still here Because he'd have my back on that album for real Like that album That album defined a period of my life And it's it's really awesome I, 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 You know what, for, for, forget for it Who to have your back? Well, Nick the Stampede There you go <laughs> Oh man That's awesome Alright <laughs> Oh man But moving on Alright, I guess I'll go into mine um, Can't wait for this <laughs> I got into hip hop comparatively a little later. Like I probably didn't start really paying attention to hip hop till I was probably about twelve or or eleven. And at the time, I kind of missed out on something. So my five off the top of my head, I'll just run them down. Um, I like Redman's Muddy Waters as one of my favorites. Not bad. Raekwon's Only Built for Cuban Links, the original Wu Tang album, and the Thirty Six Chambers. Um, Outcasts. I love all the Outcast albums, but if one has to stick out for me to pick my favorite, probably Equemini. Um, I know Carwise loves Stankonia and and uh, AT Aliens for his favorite, and those are excellent albums. I can't take anything away from them, but there's just something about Equemini that I really connected with, and I really like that. And for my fifth one. Uh, I don't know what I could what I could do for my fifth one. I, um, <laughs> I'd have to think about it for a little bit more. I guess probably um, I'm thinking maybe like the Chronic 2001 album. Um, so you know, I mean, I have some I have some strange tastes on a lot of things, and I know that. And Carwise is sitting there; he's ready to roast me at the at the first wrong turn I make. But I'm um, sure I was gonna hear most Def second album. No, 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 no. I was sure. I like most Def second album, and I Garbage. will defend it to the end. Garbage. But that's not my top five. <laughs> you know what? I would if, if I if I could replace Chronic 2001 or pick a number of six, I would probably have to go with um, Black on Both Sides, his first album, because I thought it was excellent. I thought it flew under the radar. I right. thought the source shafted it and only gave it four mics just because it was too long. What? Which makes makes no sense to it's me. They no said they said it had too many tracks. But it's the Source magazine we're talking about. Though. Right. Well, yeah, this was true. back when Source magazine still mean. had still had um, like some clout or some credibility before right. it got tainted by Benzino, and it just didn't make any sense because I had heard albums that were almost as long 
if not longer, that got better ratings. And, you know, I thought it was it, should, it was worthy of five mics, and I really, really like that album. If an album takes up all 80 minutes of a, of a CD, more power yeah. to it. Because yeah. rarely they do. That's right. You rarely, you, you'd be right. lucky if you get over an hour mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah. I mean, for, like, that song, Brooklyn, where the beat changes three times and it ends with um, his last verses is uh, to the beat of... Uh, um, uh, which one was it? It was, uh, it was the Biggie song. Um, help me out here. Um, Who shot you? Was it was the beat? Oh, yeah. And and it's it's most deaf just going off for about forty five seconds. Everything rhymes with the word at, and it's just really it was really 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 creative. Or the song um, Rock and Roll, when he pretty much just tells it how it is. How um, <laughs> Elvis Presley ain't got no soul. Bo Diddley is rock and roll, man. Wow, that's yeah, what I'm talking that. about. I mean, that that was there's just a lot of really, really, really good points on that album. But um, no, I mean, in terms of the stuff that I, I listened to, like a lot of the the hip hop stuff was really, really good. And I think like with the two Wu Tang albums that I got on there, it's just because they were completely unorthodox. It came out of left field. Their stuff sounded different immediately, it and it just caught my attention. And I just I love I love that about their early stuff, their first generation stuff. High energy too. Oh yeah. Just like that what do you think is their best album? Their best group album, or like out of all of all of them, them. Wu Tang Forever. <laughs> Out of all of them, I think Wu Tang Forever is their best. Album. No, I disagree. That I would garbage. I would. Wow. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't Ray go so Kwan's far to say it was garbage. I would say only built for Cuban links and. What about Iron Man? Iron Man was pretty good, but I, to, was better. To me, That's Iron Man lagged in a couple areas. There were swords. Yeah, the Jizza album was excellent, but I think um, the Iron Man album, which is a good album on its own, it just there were a couple of tracks that he could have done without, in my personal opinion. But I mean, thank thankfully he is. It turns out that Ghostface ended up being the the one guy that was able to hold the torch the longest and still come out with quality yeah. stuff consistently. So, I mean, and then Red Man's just nuts, um, you know. Um, the Muddy Waters album was just crazy because it was um, it, it had a lot of stuff. I think there was a lot of production by Eric Sermon. Yeah, there and, was. And the beats were were just bananas. It was it was back when Redman and Method Man together wasn't played out. Right. Um, like do what you feel. The track on that on that uh, do what you feel on that album was was pretty damn funny. It was one of the one of the, the better uh, Method Man verses uh, next to this Shadow Boxing verse. Uh, when he's talking about um, dreaming of Tony Braxton blowing her back out like Bob Backlund, I'm throwing <laughs> I'm throwing wrestling holes. I was like, yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, you know, that's a little that's a little uh, a little peek into what my favorites were. Um, and now let's uh, let's go over to the uh, to Youngin. Oh <laughs> man, you can say what you want, but you know. You guys kind of put out the most of the albums that I like. I ain't been around that long, but Outkast ain't on here. That that's the that album sick. I, I listen to that thing on repeat all day, all <laughs> all day, all funk. All, I listen to that. Um, the Wu Tang, the first album, Thirty Six Chambers, right. Jizzle Liquid Swords, Biggie Born Again. The the born again is the last one. Yeah. It was the third one after he had died. I think yeah. I have to disagree with you on that one, but but hey, I don't really have a fifth favorite album. I got a whole bunch of CDs that I listen to, 
Right. I don't really have that many that were like they can stick with me as an all time favorite. Cause you know I ain't listening to that much because I ain't been around that long. Right. But it's pretty much all I can say. Too much. But well, you definitely got my vote with Stank on you. Yeah, Stank <laughs> on you. I, I don't. That's the sickest album ever. Well, um, what do you guys okay. think of um the latest one? Um, Outkast. Well, that's Idle the one group of all the albums. Idle. It's debatable. They have yeah. never. They have yeah. never taken a step down on any of their albums. Nope. They might go in a different direction than you yeah. were expecting, but you will always go home a happy person after listening to their stuff. Um, Best group of all time. The the yeah. idol really. Oh 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 man. Uh-oh. Who's better? Opening. Is that because you're related to uh, or to Andre three thousand? Nope. But who's better? <laughs> what? Who's who's better? Yep. From album to album, they have not fallen off. You know what? You are correct. Yeah. You are correct. But yeah. some of the, some of the people I listen to, they only had so many albums. Not mm-hmm. like you know, Outkast has had what six now? Five? Six, I think. Five, six? Yeah. They had um yeah. the last one was a split. This one was um, Oh no, Idlewild is a full length album. I uh, not not that one, I'm talking about the one before it. Oh uh, Speaker Box Love yeah, Below. Yeah. yeah. But um the hell? But uh, anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was it? Um not thinking. Uh I don't Outcast to me is they're so eclectic and they're so creative that um I, I almost can't even well, they would be hip hop, but they're, they're redefining hip hop to me. That's what makes it so great. Um, I remember a few years ago when they came out with that song, "The Whole The Whole World," what? and yeah. um, I remember uh, Lee Majors didn't like that song, and he was he was like ragging on that song like it was so terrible. And I remember just telling him, I, I said something to the effect of, um, "Well, who said they had to come out with the same stuff that they always do?" Who said that hip hop exactly. has to be it doesn't have a to be certain static way. and it doesn't have to follow a formula? Right. And they've never done that, and right. that's that's what I have the most respect about them. I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I don't own any of their albums, oh. but um, I've, I've heard, I remember being in what middle school back in '94, not middle school but high school back in '94, being in um, summer school with um, Samoa Joe, <laughs> and um, he had the CD. No, it was a tape because we didn't we hadn't moved up the CDs yet. He had a tape of um, Southern Playalistic with the Christmas edition on there. With the Christmas edition. Hard. <laughs> Man. And I listened to that. And it's like, I, I like the sound of it. I thought it was cool. But I wasn't big on it because it was Southern. And it's like, I, I, I have this bias against Southern yeah, hip-hop. We know you don't like yeah. Southern or West Coast. No, I like West Coast when it's the far side. I like West Coast yeah, when it's another I'm, level. You know not, what not what you we mean, would, not you mean what, when it's Ice Cube and them, them Not cats? what we would Some categorize as gangster rap. The hard, hard, hard ones. Like, the hard ones. Like like Cube and all. I'm NWA, not big on that shit. I'm, uh, well, but that's that's probably just because you may not be able to identify with what they're talking. I about. can't, but I can't. I, I I mean, I'm I I'm I can't say that I'm from you know where most hip hop artists are from that I do listen to. But you know, I just I just it's that maybe it's the twang of the voice, maybe it's the shit they're talking about, but it's just <laughs> not my thing. And I don't hate on them. I, I, I haven't hate on the only ones. The only rappers I hate on are the ones that are in it for the money, the ones that are on the radio, the ones that are overplayed. From Chingy motherfuckers. I, I, I you know those are the ones I really hate. Talking about the people today, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, fuck them. But um. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, it's just that I, I, I can't say I outright hated Snoop and all of them. I just he just didn't really, identify. I couldn't identify it. I do That's like. Right. I mean, what, what, Doggy Style was an awesome album. That's true. I'm not going yes, front. I'm mm-hmm. not going front. But you know, I never w- went out my way to get it. Right. Uh, I, if it was on, I'd listen to it mm-hmm. and I'd enjoy it. But you know, I never went out of my way to go grab a track. Or grab the album at all, and that's just—I guess it's just my my flavor of hip hop. I guess I don't know, but um, my my I guess my flavor of hip hop leans towards Premier and right. um, P Rock, and recently more so Ninth Wonder mm. and RJD2. You know those who, who do a lot of sampling, mm. and um, they do a lot of um, they do a lot of disc spinning, turntablism. It, ne- it will never die, <laughs> but that's 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 my shit right there. But anyway, all right. I mean, one guy that's um, uh, noticeably absent on any of the lists, um, at least noti- absent noticeably for me, was uh, nobody said anything about Tupac. Man, I, I've heard too much. I mean, Tupac, he he, he was <laughs> nice, but I heard too much about him to put the, him on the list. My problem Tupac with Tupac was overrated. It, yes, yes, here's the thing there, about yes, here's the thing yes, about Tupac to say for me, Biggie. and he's not the greatest. Tupac oh, was it? He was he had a lot of talent. He was he was very good at what he did. And the tragedy was he was cut his prime. Well, mm-hmm. I'll I'll say my I'll speak my little piece on the whole Tupac thing. Um, People make him out to be like a revolutionary and he was a leader and he did this and that. He had a ton of talent and he had a ton of potential. But my lasting memory of Tupac is him dancing with Heather Hunter in the How Do You Want It video. Wow. And that kind of summed it up. It was like he he was having fun and everything and that's fine. And he might have inspired a lot of people with a couple of his songs like Dear Mama and, Dear Mama and Keep, Your Head, Keep Your Head Up and everything. Right. But... At the same time, he kind of you know, ran hot and cold. Right? He he ran hot and cold, but I just felt like he he got involved with the wrong people, and I, think he should I don't know how much of that he could have avoided or not. I, I've seen the handwritten contract by Suge Knight that he signed, where he pretty much signed his life away and stuff like that. But but I just remember him, you know, spitting in the cameras and doing this and that, and. I mean, I've I've read some of the poetry that he wrote, like the love letter that he wrote to Jada Pinkett, you know, when he was dating her and stuff. I mean, he, yeah, was, he was he dated Jada Pinkett. Oh, did he ever? Yeah. Wow. He, I mean, he he had some really nice things to say about her and to her, and I mean, he was an amazing artist and writer. But I just feel like it was a lot wasted, and people make it out to be like, oh, he was a great leader. He didn't lead anything, you know. He might have he might have related to a lot of people, but I don't really think he. He was as great as everybody made him out to me. That's my opinion. My, point, my opinion is if Tupac would have never died, he, would, he wouldn't be as blown up as he is. I agree with that. If, yeah. he was, if he was still alive, they wouldn't be talking about him like they're doing that. I think, I don't even know if he'd still be rapping. He'd probably be doing something else. Right he'd be now. acting. He'd probably be acting. He's be more popular now because all the albums he's released. I wrote this well, song a long time ago. Yeah. Way back in 99 before. <laughs> He was overrated, but he did have some songs that I like. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like dying mad. The other thing was when I was in high school, everybody like would be throwing married. up West Side yeah. and, and talking about how Tupac was so great. And West Side and this and that. Look, we live in Central Florida. We're on the East Coast, and all these guys don't even live on the West Side of the street, People and they're throwing up West Side. I just, 
I, that just made it just people fronting. That's that's about it. Yeah, the fact that you get a bunch of people really behind something and something gets popular like that, um, it tends to turn me off anyway, and I just try to look for something else anyhow. So that's pretty much what happened with me on that. But enough of that. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, you want to go into the second part to the? Uh, what we would do with MCs or producers? What's next? What's next? We Smoke did well. We one. did in, we did albums. Um, I want to go into uh, producers. How about favorite remix to a song? Favorite remix Whoa. to a song? Quiet Storm. Ooh, good pick. Yeah. Good pick. Quiet, Quiet Storm. Storm by Mob Deep. That that Lil Kim. That jump is sick. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's go. good, but it's, I mean, it's the same beat though. Yeah, yeah but, but it, 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 it was a little bit of a different mm-hmm. take, so. I'll give him that one. All right. Yeah, I, what about you? I couldn't listen to the Lil Kim one. Man. Oh. <laughs> I thought it, I thought out of all the stuff that Lil Kim has done, that was probably one of her best verses ever put on a song. And I think that that year, the source actually made it quotable of the year. But um, I mean, <laughs> we all know uh, Lil Kim isn't exactly. Uh, well, I don't understand how she got five mics. I don't she know. got five mics. I don't understand how Common B cannot get five mics, but then Lil Kim's album, the last album that she released, got five. There is no way that the Common album last year or two years ago that's plain and simple. That's right. That's exactly why. I'll say payola, but you be, you you, you came up with something better. All I know is pay attention to Common. That guy put out a beautiful album. And Yes, he did. And nobody said anything about it, and that is one of the best albums that you can pick up. John Legend. Well, we go get started on John. Wow, that's the man. That's the man. I know. Yeah, what up? Car wise. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying he's the best because I can't take anything away from the Isleys and the OJs and the Temptations and, and Teddy. All that stuff. And Teddy. Teddy. That's right. Spend the night with Teddy. But John Legend, he, he's he's going down the right path. Anyhow. <laughs> Anyways. Better pass than some of these armies. Yes, sir. I'll take him over and Neil. Lot, actually. Yeah. I'll take him over when, that, 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 that one guy. Car wise, on that one girl. Un- hold your. R. Kelly. Car wise, until you, uh, you have listened to the second album, hold your peace. Hold your peace. The second album is not. John Nudge's second album is not as heavy on the high profile production as the first one. It's, it's a lot more intimate, it's a lot more of him from the heart. And also playing the piano, so it's it's a little more mellow and it's, it's really really good. But I guess I'm too much old school. Now. Hey, there's nothing well, wrong with old school. I'm I will never say anything like. bad about any R&B groups from the 70s or 80s because that was a few people like I'll listen to Badu or Jill Scott. Okay. See, Angelo when he gets his head straight when he loses all that weight. Yeah. He's fat. Man, he got into a car accident and he's blown good. up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long stretch from the uh, How Does It Feel video. Whoa, man. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, okay, let's, I guess we should we producers are good, go into yeah. producers. No, favorite remix to a song. Oh, oh favorite remix. remix to a song? Well, mine, I know Carwise is going gonna, is gonna to disagree with me, but I think um, my favorite remix to a song was probably the Flavor in the Air remix that had Biggie, Craig Mack, LL Cool J, and... And bust rhymes. Yeah, go ahead. Let me. Let, you know what? Go ahead and say what you're gonna say about that, and I'll sit here and I'll take it. Go ahead. It's whack. And bottom line. Okay. Baby. And that's what she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I took it like a man. 
I, I of all songs, you name that. Mojo is not about adjectives. I respect your. Opinion. He goes right for the throat. <laughs> I re- I respect your opinion, my man. What, what description? What yeah. about you? My favorite remix. This is a very hard question because I'm torn between um, the remix to Scenario and um, the Pete Rock remix for Jump Around. By um, what Scenario was with a tribe called Quest and Leaders of a New School, mm-hmm. and the remix for um, Jump Around with House of Pain with House of Pain remixed by Pete Rock. Those are like the two remixes I like a lot. Like when they came out, I was just I couldn't get enough of them at all. Um, but um, those are like the two. There's another one I cannot effing think of it, but I'll, I'll pass it to you. What's your favorite remix of all time? For me, it has to be Passing Bar Remix. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> That's a freaking awesome remix, too. Which yes, one? It's an incredible Pass remix. Me by remix. Passing Me By by The Far Side. That's that is a pretty remix. damn good. I'm not frightened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ashamed I didn't think of that. It's a crowd pleaser right there. Oh, God. I gotta go, I gotta go grab that again. <laughs> Juice <laughs> Man, what you got, man? I already said mine. first. That's true, yeah. Yeah. My fault. I'm stupid. <laughs> I'll shut up now. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go into producers. That's what y'all want to get into, or yeah, might as well. We'll leave the uh, we'll leave the MCs to, for the last one, because that's gonna be a heated debate. Yeah, I got a feeling we pretty much all gonna be saying the same ones, though. No. Producers wise, I, trust me, I'll throw in at one least or, two. Or I'll throw in two where you might look at me kind of funny. So go ahead. All right, let me let me throw this one out. Favorite album, just by production wise. Oh, favorite album production wise. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> up. You know you got some albums where the production is top notch, but the rapping isn't too great. Oh, I got one right now. I got one right now. Remember Brian Austin Green's album? Remember that album? No. Slim Kim Trey. Slim well, Kim you know, Trey. I rem- yeah, I know Brian yeah. Austin Green. Remember Godwin brought that up. He did bring that up, right? Oh my he, didn't, he didn't say that was the, probably the best one. He said it's up though. That had fantastic production and shitty lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> shitty lyrics. Brian Austin Green. He tried. You could tell that he tried. But you he, was just, he was just too young. This shit was laughable, man. It was laughable for real. But the production on that album was fantastic. And, and I gotta I gotta agree with Ronnie on that one. That, that was um that 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 that's that, that that's pretty much the one that comes first to mind for me because it was it was hard listening to that album. If there was just instrumentals for that album, that's all I need. <laughs> I would have I would have to say Chronic 2001 was the not that not that the album um, vocally or lyrically was bad, but Dr. Dre, in my opinion, outdid himself on that album. Every I mean, you could just. The thing with the Dr. Dre beat is that there's, he's usually got five or six things going on at the same time in the song or in the beat, and it just takes forever for all of that stuff to come together. And to me, it just it just went so well. I mean, I have the 2001 instrumental uh, CD. So you can't even argue with that. I mean, that as that, good as Chronic 2001 is, yeah, the yeah. original I'm, Chronic is. Yeah. I mean, production-wise, yeah, production-wise, yeah. it is so hard to beat that album. It was put together; everything was put together so well. I, I, don't, I have nothing bad to say about that album from beginning the, to end. The thing about the first Chronic was, uh, 
it was all George Clinton beats mostly. Yep. Yeah, mostly. It was, right. most, it was mostly like an R&B album kind of in a way. Yeah. But everything was just smoothed out. Yeah. Let me ride. That's on the smooth. That's the jam. That was the junk right there. Chronic 2001. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You can't even argue. Can't. For, for me, it was, uh, I'm sure Adam so bro forgot about this. <laughs> Came out in... Probably about 97, I believe, and that's Group Home. Yeah. Ooh. Phenomenal piece yeah. by DJ Premier. Yes, Better sir. Better than any of the oh, albums he did true. on Gangstar. Yeah. That's you, true. You you were right. You were freaking right. Group Home. We were wondering, what the hell, where the hell were these beats yeah. on some of the some of the Gangstar albums? And I, I can't I can't knock the Gangstar albums, but there were some some beats on some of those songs on, on some Gangstar albums that could have been, that you know that were throwaway beats to Premier, but he Premier sold off some looks. of his best beats, but... Beat for living proof alone. Yeah. Not, don't forget about Superstar. Oh my God. Man. Especially the remix was hard too. It's like, geez, man. Suspending in time. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Excellent. I, that whole that whole album, just you can listen. Yeah, another that's another album that if there were just the instrumentals, I'd be fine. I, and Group Home yeah. wasn't that bad lyrically. I mean, they weren't, but I mean, compared to Brian Austin Green. <laughs> God. Group home was was were scholars and shit. <laughs> That's right. So you, you can probably have the one uh, Slum Village one too. Slum Village. That's true. Yeah, that's that's another good one because those those guys are kind of hurting lyrically. Yeah, they. <laughs> well, what they, about Eastside? Well, what's well? Yeah, they've gone better what since them, but Elzai is pretty nice. Elzai, especially El- like um, like the track he put down with uh, Little Brother on the Minstrel Show. Yeah. Um, he did, he's I really he grown I say yes. as a lyricist mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, He has yeah. uh, I always like Little Dab From Group Home too I was at a soft spot For him He are I mean He had some quips yeah. He was entertaining When he rhymed They weren't hor- horrible They weren't terrible they were But, but in, in the midst Of <laughs> J.Ru And and, and, and Guru They kind of fell They kind of fell short Just like Nice and Smooth uh, J.Ru was on Those Group Home beats yeah. That would have been like top five of my all time. God, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> Jerry got some throwaway beats, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah, they did. gave him some throwaway beats. Well, he had one day. Them two albums, the first two was day. good. Yeah, I would say so, but I mean, for the most part, towards the end, he got the shaft. I'd have to say. Uh, all things, I was listening to him out the other day, and the beats are right there. They're not group home, but. Yeah. All right. But, um. All right. Well, um, well, producers, producers. Then. <laughs> you have any? You have any other categories? You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. Well, for producers, I, I have to say that um, my top five are. Uh, I have to go with DJ Premier is my is one of my top five. Uh, granted, uh, a lot of his older beats are probably the, the best, uh, a lot more favorite than maybe some of his later beats. But he, he, he's, he still he still has it in his heart to put out quality material. Um, P Rock is probably my favorite producer of all time. I've got to say, he's probably my favorite producer of all time. I love that guy. Um, again, a lot of his older stuff. Fantastic. I don't get to hear a lot of his newer stuff, but I know he's working on some projects right now. He actually has an album coming out later on um, in 2007. So I can't wait to hear that. Uh, a, a student of Pete Rocks, which is one of my current favorite producers, is Ninth Wonder. And that guy, Amen. he is incredible. The, the, the samples he finds to produce beats from are awesome. Uh, he, 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 must have, he must have a huge vinyl collection because... Um, 
because he samples old soul tracks like a, like an old pro, and he chops them up in fruity fruity loops, which right. is even more incredible. Although he can use, although he 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 can he can rock a turntable too. But I mean, when he crafts his beats, it's in Fruity Loops, and you'd never guess that they were done in Fruity Loops. No at all. Pro Tools here. No fellas. Pro Tools at all, yeah. man. As much as I love Nice One, I can't really put him up there just yet. Hey, you, 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 you think he still think he has I ways think to go? I think he's still too new to be putting him up there. Really? Up well, there with Pete Rock and Premier, who's been around for years. They've been around for a long time, but I mean, as of my top five favorite producers at the your moment. Yeah. Um, but I, but in the in the in the overall top in the overall top list, they probably would be outside the top ten. But um, out you know the, the type of music I like to listen, or the type of hip hop that you know I, I, I like to hear my beats crafted by. I'd have to say that um he's on there. Um, RJD two is another producer that I'm a really big fan of. And um, he has this unique style of chopping his beats up that is incredible. Sometimes you can't even recognize the song that he's sampling. And take this challenge. He actually put out a two-disc set called The Crates. And some of the songs that he sampled, you can't even tell that it's the song that he sampled in the song that he sampled in. And it'll tell you on the tracks of each, each song that he sampled for it what song he used it in. And it's, it's really it's really neat to see where it comes from. Same thing for a Ninth Wonder. There's a lot of tracks he used that you might think you know, but you don't know. <laughs> and then um, he actually releases um, collections where of music where the, it's the actual um, original sampled music that you can actually listen uh, listen to the original artist that he sampled for um, the Minstrel Show or for um, the previous um, Little Brother album that they did. And, and um, the listening, the listening. Thank you. And um, or Chitlin Circuit, but 1.5, 1.5. But um, what is it? Uh, my last producer. God, um, I'll bring it home. One more. My last producer. Oh, this is easy. My last producer is uh, Danny Automator. That man comes out with a different concept album every time, and he always comes wait, out with some. I'm waiting for Car Wise to say something. He comes out with some oh, incredible oh. beats. Some incredible production. Like I said, I mentioned Deltron 3030 earlier. Yep, that's also, why I was waiting for De- Carwise to say something. He also did. Um, he also did. He also teamed up with Prince Paul on Handsome Boy Modeling School for two different albums on that, and also he did uh, the Gorillas album, which a lot of people are familiar with. The mm-hmm. first one, not the second one. He produced um, the Gorillas and also uh, uh, several other albums. But he's a very prolific um, producer and very talented one he has a real great ear for music and that's my top five man the main alright I'm gonna throw a real curveball y'all my favorite producer at the moment right now alright y'all probably gonna preach it man preach it DJ Paul and Juicy J Oh my god. like I said D cats Every beat sound the same. No, <laughs> I, no, list, no, man. no. I can't. I can't agree with Every you on that. Every beat. We can download five songs right now. They sound the same. They would when they they mix their songs together. Same drum line. Because they really mix the their same songs drum line. I don't believe. Same bass line. Yep. No, man. listen to listen to a Project Pat album. I can I'll tell admit, you. I like some of them. Project Pat. I mean. One reason I can say they've been around since '97, and they still producing. They bringing in different types of people 
And I mean, do, do they sample or is it all ringtone beats? No, they sample. It's not ringtone. <laughs> they they make they every beat on Hypnotized Minds record label has been produced by Paul or Juice. All it's right. all homegrown. All, all everything they do, they do it themselves. Oh, okay. And you know they brighten. They have like three, four platinum albums. Plus, Project Pat has two platinum albums that they produce. And his next album is coming out on Tuesday, as a matter of fact. All right. But quite possibly is some of the worst rappers ever. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know about especially that. Juicy J. No, the worst. The other bone they the worst. Out, the worst black. rapper ever. Crunchy is, black. The worst rapper right, ever is is Kevin Federline. Kevin Federline. Yeah, yeah. I gotta give him FedEx. my name. Kevin hey, Federline. Hey, hey, if he wants to go out there and call himself a rapper, then that is that means we have permission to rag well, on. Nah, his name ain't worth mentioning. He can lick my balls. <laughs> His album debut, album debut at one fifty one. Oh no! If you want me, if you want me to say who else I think is the worst rapper ever, I'd have to say Juel Santana. Yeah, but there's a lot of people out there that's worse than him. No, Juel Santana with the with the nursery rhyme raps. Okay, check it out now. I'm watching TV. What about Baby? Huh? Baby. Baby at least has a redeeming quality. He's a producer. No, Re- baby produce. is a producer. He's got some talent somewhere. He don't produce. Juel no. Santana. Baby don't produce. Yes, he does. No, that's the other dude. You talking Manny about Birdman? Manny yeah. Fresh. No, that's Manny, Manny Fresh, Fresh to do the production. Manny Fresh is producer. I mean, Baby is more of a businessman than anything. He's just horrible. He, come, he just Man, jumps in. He made in, his but. money off of Weezy. I'm telling you. Wow. Weezy yeah. bring all the money to cash money. Yeah. I'll tell you. I don't like Lil Wayne, but I admit he's gotten better. Lil Wayne is Lil still. Lil Wayne is honing his craft, man. He's doing his thing. He's really getting better. He's gotten a lot better. He is, he he is a lot better than from when the block is out came out. I thought he'd be shitty like his father's son. No. <laughs> he's No, Lil Wayne is doing it right now. I'd I'd have to say he's one person that's like on top of his game. Even Andre three thousand in an interview said that right now the guy that's like really Really like coming into his own right now is Lil Wayne. Yes, it's sir. Andre 3000, the Bono listen, of rap. Just listen to Hollywood <laughs> Divorce. Hendrix of rap. Hollywood Divorce. That's right. He's on that? Yes, he yeah, is. Right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's the first verse on the song. Pretty good. All right, Darren, finish. Go. Oh, dang. I forgot. Let me see. Man. Come on, Juice Man. Finish up, man. Slipped my mind. Okay, so you, you had DJ Paul and Juicy J. Me. Anybody from uh, Swisher House? Nah, Anything? Nah, Nothing? Mike Jones, he, he can freestyle. I'll tell you that much. I don't care what you say. I know you don't like him. Carl I've heard. Can't stand Mike Jones. I've heard. I don't like Mike Jones. I just I like some of his beats already. He can freestyle his name. Michael Watts. <laughs> no, nah, he's, he's straight. But he can freestyle. Wow. I can tell you that much. The damn game. <laughs> the damn game. Fuck football. That's my opinion on football. Oh, <laughs> man. But that's another subject. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm in your house, so oh. I won't say anything. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, while you, while uh, Sweet Willie Black Shoes over here tries to figure out his other four producers, I'll just throw mine out. Um, All right. 
Uh, since we've been touching on him, I, I couldn't go without saying uh, Dr. Dre and DJ Premier. Um, There's one. Good. But um, the other ones, I would probably, I would put Ninth Wonder up there on my on my list. For number three, Samoa Joe. Um, <laughs> too new for and me. And then my other two would be a little bit more curveballs. Uh, RZA from Wu Tang Clan. Uh, I don't think even not. That's how you know we related. Ten years because, ago. Because um, yeah, ten, huh? ten years ago. Ten years. Yeah, whatever. Related. I mean, hey, he's got like product out there that he has put together, and he's he's done a pretty good job with. And even though his stuff was better in the past, the Supreme Clientele album was a return to Rizzo Vold. So hey, when, when did that when did that come out? That was a while ago too. But I'm just saying <laughs> it was it was still a long time separated from those first few albums. So it was just proof that he could still do it. I'm, but I mean, RZA, it, again, going it, giving a nod to the stuff that's a little unorthodox, a little bit different, high tempo, kind of you know obscure sound effects, kung fu samples from kung fu movies, just little things here and there. Just it, it hit the stuff from the first few Wu Tang albums just sounded different from everything else, and I really appreciated that. And then my other one. My last guy, which I'm sure Carwise will shoot me down on this one, but I, again, because it was it's unorthodox stuff, Timberland. To me, Tim Timberland. This is a dude I use as farm animals in his songs. Farm animals. <laughs> That's fine. He's used he has used farm animals. He's used sounds from um like he took a trip what, to a like sheep? he took yeah. a trip to yeah. yeah. Wow. He once horses. used the sound effect of um Damn. of a, a little baby like Corny. making making a noise. He used he took a trip to like India and um and like East Asia and he got a lot of sounds from that. It's not the fact that his stuff may be in line with the other things that we're talking about, but just the fact that he has the balls to go out there and actually try something different, use a, using a baseline that might not be conventional. Sometimes things are a little bit off. Sometimes things are way you off. You might have like an extra hi hat or an extra an extra beat in there. To me, I think that that's really really cool. I gravitate towards stuff that's different. And eccentric type stuff. Yeah, and man. and that is something that I really really love about his stuff. What what, so, happened, what happened to Magoo, man? Or whatever happened to Magoo, God bless him, because he just needs to stay away from a mic. Oh, so, so you telling me you like some of Missy's beats? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Sad. I do. I'm looking you straight in the eyes, and I'm telling you that. Sad. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and once again, I appreciate your opinion. You're welcome. I respect your opinion. Still need some help, but <laughs> <laughs> I can, can, I can, can live with that. I can live with that. I, but I, I told you I was gonna have some stuff in there that was a little different. I mean, but you know what? If we all sat around and we all threw the same names out over and over and over again, what fun would that be, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, telling the truth. <laughs> that would all be being so Samoa all, Joe. Well, He'd be listening to the <laughs> Nelly Furtado song. Uh, ten, that's a that's a Timberland beat. That's, that's, that's what this beat. is. A little blue. Then, then, um, <laughs> then uh, what's his name? Justin Timberlake also has some Timberland beats. You know what? Justin Timberlake sometimes end up ends up with some of the better Timberland beats. Well, for whatever reason. Not saying much. He did. <laughs> he did Crimea River a couple albums ago, and then he did exactly. the, the current uh, hit My Love, which. I 
So another another nod to R&B artists, so I'm teaming up with hip hop producers. I forgot to mention that Christina Aguilera actually teamed up with um, DJ Premier for her latest album, the first half of it anyway, and it was fantastic. This album is just a complete joy to listen to, and I, I never thought I'd ever listen to anything from Christina Aguilera, but I, I I find myself pleased to listen to the album. I thought it was an excellent out, um, outing for her. But um, yeah, she always could sing. Though. Yeah, yeah, she always could, and I'm glad she has taste in production. Though. Yeah, I yeah, I'll give her that. I mean, she. I remember when Christina Aguilera got up on the uh, BET Awards a few years ago, and she there was like a tribute to Whitney Houston, and she sang an old Whitney Houston song, and she ended up singing better than Whitney could that night. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, I mean, well, we all know Whitney's done. Whitney weighs like. Oh, soaking wet with a brick in a pocket. <laughs> a brick of cocaine. Holding a book. <laughs> Jeez, man. Whitney Houston looked like the Crip Keeper's, uh, the Crip Keeper's third nephew or something. That's an ugly thing, man. That's not even a lady and no the more. The sad thing is, it wasn't always that way. It wasn't. Vibrant young woman at one time. And some dude named Bobby Brown. You know what? I don't think Bobby Brown is to blame. A lot of people blame Bobby Brown. Well, look at Bobby Brown. But, but from um, the one show, being Bobby Brown. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, she was. She was kind of. Turns out up. that Bobby's yeah. actually the calm one. <laughs> like she's a. She's the one that got up on the mic and said, "Kiss my ass." Yeah. yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Cocaine's a little drug. That's right. Shoot. That's right. I mean, it affects people differently, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she probably beat him. <laughs> I think she has, actually. I think she has. But, you know, we went off topic a little bit. Well, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of good producers and everything out there. Those are... Those are uh, Juice Mane over there. You uh, thought of anybody? Rizzo and Dre. <laughs> well, then, all right. <laughs> what? No Neptunes? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, for I, real. I, I really don't like for real. I'm not big to the club and, and to hear him, to hear the fact that he's gonna be producing the music and the movie for Voltron, the live action. Uh, I think that I, might maybe. work. That might work. I think that might work. I'm, I think his stuff might lend itself to being in a movie a little bit better. Well, then maybe Voltron will end in the dance. We'll, we'll beat I mean, the robot beast in the dance. I don't. Off. I don't know how good the movies might be, but I I would take his score on a movie like that over. Because I mean, he has a lot of a lot of sounds and things like um like low frequency stuff that he puts into his sound that I think would lend itself well to something mechanical. But I see. I mean. I remember a few years ago, punk ass Ja Rule was talking about doing scores, and I don't want him getting on anything Jesus. having to do with the movie. Ja Rule's you a know. faggot. That's a <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's my opinion. I mean, I I think that the Neptunes are okay. Um, I like the Clones album, but you know, I mean, I wouldn't have them as my in my like top ten or something. Far from it. I mean, I don't think their stuff is completely bad, but um, it's it is it does. Their stuff does lend themselves a little bit more to some mainstream stuff. So, well, um, Samoa Joe, what are your top five producers? Oh, you've been, you've been holding out with your list, waiting for us to say all of ours. You can put well, us, the, you can embarrass of, us to death. Two of them already been named. 
course, Dr. Dre. Yep. Premier, right? JD. JD. Oh, yeah. Or for those who who didn't know his original, um, who don't know him about JD, but know him as Jay Dilla. Mm -hmm. And I can also throw in uh, Ali Shaheed. Oh yeah. yeah, I wanted to say him too, yeah. and but since 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 the fourth and fifth album, it's like man, <laughs> I had to score that the against our own. Lost some stock. You need to listen to it again. Donnell, oh. I listened to that album like forty two times. It's way better than that last I, one. I was not feeling. Damn. Well, anyways, <laughs> my fifth one it would be it's a clutch, and that would be organized noise. Organized who? Organized, organized noise. noise. Wait, who who are they? <laughs> I, I I do know that I do know the name. Organized noise. What is that? Um, wasn't uh Feral March like part of that? No. <laughs> I've be, heard of organized noise, but I can't be, put a finger on some of their stuff. That would right be now. a Sleepy Brown, Rico Wade, and Dre and Big Boy from the first two hours. Oh, okay. That's what they're. I that's what their name of, is. I was thinking of organized confusion. Yeah, see, that's that's what I'm always confused that's too. What I was thinking about organized okay. noise. So that's what they're organized producing. noise is pretty tight stuff. Yeah. Okay, I just don't refer to I don't refer to them as that as that under that name. I was thinking I, I was wondering where Dre and Big Boy fit in. Yeah, <laughs> I mean some of the best albums, but I guess because their stuff is like so homegrown, it's kind of hard to or like I, put it uh, put a finger on the production. But Car Wise has skillfully done so. Yeah, if you said Dungeon Family, I know what the hell you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Well, when I say Dungeon Fan, that's everybody. That is everybody. Yeah. I'll be including Goody Mob and all that. Yeah, that's Witch true. Doctor and Cool Breeze yeah. and everybody else. So. Well, I can't argue with any of those. I really can't. Except for maybe Ali, uh, Ali Shaheed Muhammad on the last two um, Tribe albums. But, you know, that's we, we, we beat that horse to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So... Finally, I guess we're down to the MCs. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Here we go. And this is a tough one for me because I, 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 like I like to hit lyrical skill. Any, anybody want to hit this first or anything? Uh, uh, well, I have my favorite. Man. I only have four for right now. but Really? Uh, we'll go ahead and read those off. Well, I got Common, Dre 3000, mm. Black Thought, mm. And Chuck D. Chuck D. That's a hard list, man. You the hard hitters, son. Man, you the going hard hitters. on that one. I, man, I, I can't I argue to, with that one. I had to go with Chuck D. Chuck D. Damn. I like Chuck D, but he's a little, a little, he's a little static. I like, I like Chuck, lyri- D, Chuck D. be spitting that stuff. He does well. He I like be having you listening. I like lyricists that flow or he have do, a, and it don't be hard. It is hard. I'm not. I'm Chuck not, I'm D. Not. Doesn't rap. He yells. He yells. <laughs> he makes and he, you and listen. And he grabs your attention. Got, and and I like you that about him too. Exactly. But I, I respect that man because even though he may not have the smoothest delivery, he um oh, he the, he um he has a message and he's gonna get his point across one way or the other. Right. So. I respect that, but um, damn, uh, my, the kind of lyricists I like, I guess, would be the ones that um, that kind of that have like a very unique style, or hit you out of left field with some crazy shit. The way they deliver their their, their lyrics and their lines, and you know, are very clever with the delivery. Um, one of them that I guess a lot of people may not know is Royce the Five Nine. Yeah, that guy is that sick. Is you know he is. You know it. Oh, please. 
Carl Wise shook his hands. Royce the gave five him that nine. so-so. He all right. That mother, that dude's a murderer on the mic, man. He is he pretty right. nasty. He's a murderer. He's he pretty right. nasty. Holy shit! Another another cat that's very eccentric, but I love his delivery. Is MF Doom? Yeah. MF Doom. He he. I lose it when I listen to that guy talk. Aqua Teen Hunger for He says some off the wall shit in his delivery. It's incredible. I mean, this this way he'll he'll switch when he says that um. What's it? Um, insight will shrink your wallet. And <laughs> one of his songs on Danger Doom, and you think he's gonna say, you know, he says, "In ten years, insight will shrink your." And he pauses, and then it says wallet, and then it goes off on you know something connected to the wallet, and it just it kills me. But that's just a, a small, small example of what the man is capable of. See, I like him more as a producer. I do. I love him as a producer too, and I would have had him in my top five. But I think to me, he's 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 slightly better as a lyricist, slightly better. I mean, I mean, he's almost even. But I mean, I'd have to give his lyricist his his, his lyrical talent a little bit more. I like Big Biggie. Why? I mean, that song "Warning," man. He was talking to himself on the phone, but he was still rhyming. That was sick. <laughs> Biggie's overrated. Is he not as overrated as Tupac? They both overrated. I think. I mean, they both overrated, but Tupac more overrated. I think, I think Biggie more overrated than Tupac. I, don't I think. That. Um, I don't believe that. I'll I'll try and get this a little on a more peaceful side. Yes. <laughs> but um, it's a, that's an example of two guys that uh, were gone too soon. I think. Yes. Yeah. I think like the I, problem the with Biggie trying to alive. trying to decide about how good they are is just the fact that. They died before they either one of them hit their prime. That's very so, true. So I mean, you could hear all the potential in the world from them. And personally, I like Biggie better than Pac myself. Um, but they just before they could really, really come into their own, they um, you know they they got killed. So, but go ahead. What, you got any more? I don't really have a favorite. No. Okay. Uh, oh, Ludacris, but. Say what you want about that too. Oh, I will. Go ahead. Will. <laughs> Say what you want. Soul Bro is not, not a fan of Ludacris. I, I can't hate him. Though, I, I don't I, like. I don't like the song he got out now. The Money Maker. I, I, I do. That's terrible. I, I, I heard that, that his latest album takes a much more sincere yeah. approach, yeah. but I don't know. I just. I. I, I yeah. To me, <laughs> Ludacris is the southern version of Redman. Ashley, me and you were talking about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What well, album we I'm agreed on? Word of mouth. Word of mouth. I have that album. Was probably well, what, the best Saturday, one. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah. that album. That was probably yes. the best one that he did. His we first album was was good too. I mean, the I area closes hard. I, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, oh yeah. <laughs> I like Ludacris. I may not listen to all of his stuff, but I I think that he has a lot of talent. And the thing with Ludacris is it's all about the punchline. He, he every verse or every line leads up to a punchline, and it makes it fun. It makes it fun to listen to. So I mean, that's and, and that's why I say he's like the southern version of Redman, because Redman in a lot of ways was the same way. Right. He he may not have had like all these crisp verses and stuff, but man, when when it was time for Redman to rock a joke or just to make like a clever line, like it was, it, it punched you in the mouth. It was great. <laughs> so you know, I, I see the parallels that way. But boy, wonder any lyricists in your um, um in your arsenal? Right. Um, God. Tim put me on the spot. <laughs> He's still what happened? What happened? <laughs> he said Tim Timberland. <laughs> Timberland. I don't think I've ever heard him 
He, he, well, he rhymed with the Timberland and Magoo. He rhymes. He rhymes every now and then, but it's forgettable. So horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, where do I start? I, I'd have to put um, for my my top artist. I'll put Outcast. Um, I'd have to put Eminem up there. Yeah, I give a nod to Eminem, man. It, that, that, and I can see that he's just been—he's completely been honed mm-hmm. by battle rap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, for years and years of proving himself. Yeah, exactly. That thinks, he's ter- that thinks he's terrible, and um, like a martial artist. So that's two. He's done nothing but fight. Yeah, <laughs> as two, I'll probably say my other two would be um, early Jay Z. Um, I think Jay Z's stuff is still good. Um, I just don't listen to his stuff as much as i used to the new album the new album just came out i I can only hope that the new album is better than the black album it's weak i'll i'll listen to it i I didn't think the black album was that you got too many r&b stuff on them man that's okay all of them out huh i would (laughs) go ahead i'm just gonna say you still look like joe campbell (laughs) joe campbell don't i mean and and he's and he's busy riding with danica and um that was just for the video. Oh man, he's good friends with Earnhardt now, man. No, he's really. showing up at, at I guess, NASCAR games. I guess Earnhardt has a radio <laughs> I show. I guess Earnhardt Jr. has a radio show. He was on Jay Z was on ESPN and was explaining that he says Earnhardt Jr. is a fan of hip hop and he has a radio show and whatever. Right. He's still a big old redneck, but he wow. He at least he ac- he actually does pay attention to things. And I had heard a couple things like that before. So I mean, he's gonna be one way to uh, NASCAR fans, but I mean, apparently he knows what's up. But um, well, damn, Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, um, number eight, baby, <laughs> number eight. Uh, I'd have to go with even even though I'm I'm not a big fan of him, I'd still respect his talent, and I'd have to go with Nas. And I was talking with Carwise about this too. Um, some of his albums might not have been as great, but I mean, you can't I can't deny the fact that he is he is one person that really really focuses in on his craft and takes the time to to do most of his stuff really really well and um hmm, number five it's always hard when you got to come down to picking another uh the picking the last guy right but right now i would have to say i'm really feeling fonte from little brother thank you because i wanted to want to mention him and i wanted to mention legacy too yeah man those those guys are outstanding but there's there's like a lot of things with with fonte like a lot of lines here and there that are just like stick out and like really stay with me so um, really feeling like legacy but i like uh i like legacy a lot you like median I like, I like media too. Sean Don is the man. Sean Don is it. Sean Don is nasty. I like media. Medium probably got the best song out of all the Which one Justice League songs. Are you talking about um you talking about uh Visionary? Yep. Yeah, Visionary is the shit. I'll go We're, and download it tonight. We and no, actually we used it in the first promo for Flip the Script. We used Did the we? instrumental for it. The okay. one the one where Shoji says, um it's like I have a short attention span. Yeah. That yeah, one yeah, yeah. <laughs> that okay. one that goes, Oh, yeah, okay. Freaking love that beat. That's the shit. But we used the instrumental for that in our first promo, and um, that song is the song is tremendous. I wish he'd hurry up and come up with his real album, but you know. Yeah. Well, like we were talking about before, Lil Brother has a garbage song though. How's that? Oh, I wanted to tell you. It's straight up R&B. I wanted, I wanted to tell you because um, oh, I was talking no. with I was talking with Carwise yesterday about um, 
uh, I guess he had heard some things like there was some friction between little brother and um, like uh, Fonte, Big Pooh, and and uh, having prob- problems with Ninth Wonder. And I went on their MySpace page and they actually have a couple of blogs up, yeah, debunking that, actually saying we're fine, there's no problems, it's just hearsay. Right. But there's they're they are not breaking up and everything is cool. Thank so, God. So that's straight from the horse's mouth. So uh, that made me feel I, a I bit think that's about pretty that. much a cover up. You think so? Yeah. You think they had to blow up and they just happened to just calm it down? I read interviews before. They were saying that uh, there's friction between them. And that Knife was only doing one song on the album. Oh, holy I shit. Heard, no. I heard a song that they just finished. I think it was called Hold On. It's on their page. I don't know what it's And I thought it was. Horrible. No, no, no. It's Hold, on is a, it's yep. a, Hold On is a Ninth Wonder track. You can tell, like, through and through. It's not the uh, radio one that you're talking about. And I was listening to it, I think, uh, yesterday. And it's pretty. It's pretty damn good. So well, I, not, I have hope. I have hope that this next album won't be well, quite so. Bad. Well, if Ninth does drop that album, he, they better have backup from um, Crisis and Nicolay. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. God, I, 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 they, Crisis they, on the board. They still the sound the same, though. I guess, but you know, Crisis and Ninth. But to me, it's not Little Brother without Ninth. I know. Yeah, I'm not, just no. saying, but if yeah. you put a Crisis on there, you don't look to see who's producing it. Yeah, you gonna think it's Ninth. You think it's Ninth? Mm. There's a slight difference between Ninth and Crisis. Yeah, yeah, barely. You a got little bit more soul. You gotta yeah. really ninth. listen out for it. Well, yeah. Ninth likes to use a lot of vocal samples, while Crisis likes to go for the like the kind of a harder edge. Yeah. I mean, not, I did, like 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 Boy Wonder said, Ninth uses it has a little bit more soul to his tracks, and Crisis goes a little bit more with more more beat and structure and. Um, and just staccato, I'd say. You know, I, I, I think that uh, there are differences that you can tell between their beats. But um, yeah, I, like you, you're right. You do have to listen for them. You have to listen for them because they are similar. But all right, any closing thoughts? Uh, Juice Man, man, you ain't gonna say nothing about them franchise boys. Nothing, nothing about Okay well One thing I want to say Is Chicken Noodle Soup Is a horrible horrible song Oh Worst and song I ever made I never yeah. heard it I, I hope to never heard that Nope and Ooh, I'm gonna continue on Oh yes Then stay a virgin my friend <laughs> <laughs> The song is terrible I, Usually I try to justify some songs like You can't I, justify that You can't song. I mean I, I can justify Laffy Taffy Not because I mean the song is awful wow. But at least, off. at least if you go to a strip club, you, the girls got something to dance to. Yeah, it makes back. sense. Some girls are financing their education to that song. God bless them. But chicken noodle soup? Are you serious? That's what. That's the song yeah, you play. Like a little twelve-year-old that, rap. That's, that, that's the song you play. When you Middle school flu. rap. When you get the flu, that's the song right there. I guess. I, I, you know, I, we, I guess. We were talking, is, is Campbell's financing it? We were talking to uh, one of one of our one of our friends. Me and me and Lee Majors um, have a friend, DJ Livewire. Right. And he does the um the one of the local colleges um radio station show. He does a uh, a hip hop show on Sunday mornings on WPRK. That's right. Rollins College Rollins Radio. Rollins College, everybody. If you're ever in Central Florida, turn listen to it if you can get the signal. You can you could probably get it online or something. Listen to it because those guys are the truth. But um, he was he was talking about that on the radio. He was like, "What? Why the hell would you want to have soda on the side of chicken noodle soup? That is disgusting. Why would you want to drink soda with soup? Wouldn't you just want water with soup? soup? No, it's soup. It's liquid. You don't want nothing to drink with it. 
You drinking just soup? In case you burn your mouth. Well, yeah, yeah, well, you, you, just, well you, lay, you wait for that hole to cool a little bit. <laughs> nah, man, because <laughs> make your tongue hurt and stuff. So, so uh, if, if you want to wash the stock out of your mouth after you finish eating uh, chicken noodle soup, then you got some water is handy. Uh, maybe some juice. The song is just absolutely but, awful. God, but, is I mean, that what the radio, the music scene has come to? <sighs> Rapping about some 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 old bullshit. I don't like know that. what it is, but I'll be happy when that goes away. So, I, I mean, I know chicken noodle soup and soda on the side. All that stuff that they're talking about is all a dance, and everything that they're saying, let it rain and clear it out. It's all dance moves and people right. doing stuff with their hands. I know that. I understand that. But it doesn't mean that the song is good. It's not. It's it's horrible. Real men don't dance. <laughs> Ouch. People don't dance no more. All they do is it. I don't give a damn what they say. All they do is they don't dance. They don't dance. Get there, man. Good old goody, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm going to call child abuse on y'all. So we we wrapping it up? I suppose we are. Any any closing thoughts, Moa Joe? Oh, that's that that sums it up. That sums it up. I'd like to give a shout out to Lisa Ray. Thank you for last night. <laughs> Major's gonna be Berry. mad at you. Halle Berry. Yes, sir. And of course, we give another shout out to uh, Melissa Melissa Ford. Melissa Ford. Ford, and this time, Kit Toy Johnson. Kit Toy Johnson. You know her as the girl with the ass in the uh, I Like the Way You Move video. Oh, no. From, uh, Melissa Outcast. Ford has some big ass That details. is an absolute, <laughs> as, uh, as one person at my uh, at my other job mentioned, that is an absolutely ridiculous body on that broad. <laughs> Kit Toy Johnson, everybody. All right. Look her up. That's right. And with that. Are you kidding? Mary Poppins booty right there. Mary man. Poppins booty. <laughs> Anyhow, it's got a spoonful of sugar in it. <laughs> Makes the medicine go, go down. Go down. That's right. But um, check out our website, FTS Show at. Uh, oh my God, that's an email. Um, check out our website, FTSShow.com, and our email address if you want to contact us is um, FTSShow at hotmail.com. Send us any kind of feedback. If you want to, um, if you want to actually have your voice heard on the show or respond to anything that we said, uh, you can send us uh, an MP3 of your recording to us, and we'll play it on the show and respond to it. Also, on our website at ftsshow.com, we have something called the audio. It's a little um, icon that says "send me send send us a message." You click on that, you can actually record your voice, and we'll get the MP3. And that's actually more convenient. We'll get the MP3, and then um, we'll use it on the show and we'll respond to it, kind of like. Um, Viewer mail or, or um, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But um, also, uh, please do not say nothing stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I won't be too discriminate since we haven't really got anything yet. But um, any feedback is really appreciated. Look, if you're gonna say something stupid, prepare to be talked about. <laughs> okay, we, we'll we will listen to everything. We'll listen to whatever you need to don't, say. Don't let me find out y'all say something stupid because I will hurt somebody. I don't care. I've seen old, him do it. Old, young, white, black, Spanish, green, blue, green. orange. You, I will hurt your feelings. <laughs> I won't care. With no remorse. Um, and, and the and the crew will be the the normal crew will be back next week. So um, 
Keep an ear out for him. That's Shoji Romero, Lee Majors, Neil the Blondes, and Dr. Encyclopedia Black. Yes, they're missing in action, but they'll be back next week. But it was a pleasure having all our guests on the show this week. We appreciate them coming in. Give it up for Juice Main and Carwatt. Give it up. Samoa Joe and Sweet Willie Black Shoe. In the words word of Stephen A. Smith, remember it's my house, but you welcome many times. <laughs> I like this. I like this. Yes. Roll the oh. animation. Oh, oh man. I like this. And with that, we end this. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Y'all big sneakers go get my cocoa, get my seven before I go gun ho. Script is a Shinjuku Station production. I said good day!